0: dot org
1: What's up? It's Friday. Is this any better, <clears throat> or it uh, it sounds the same? Garrett Lewis, with you. I think it sounds a little better, which is a good thing. You probably thought I wasn't going to be in today. <laughs> That's my track record.
2: Yeah, we know. Shut I mean, up. What?
1: It's your morning ritual with uh, me, the horse one, Garrett Lewis, KNSTAM seven ninety Tucson's most stimulating talk. It's hot. Yeah. It's hot. It's already ninety degrees. I, we shouldn't be surprised. Uh, but, you know, if, we, if Trump didn't pull out of the Paris Climate Agreement, it would be 85. <laughs> anyway, uh, three things that I think you need to know. Uh, unemployment, number one, unemployment numbers are out. Unemployment numbers are out, and um, it's looking all right. Uh, slight uptick in unemployment to 4%. Prepare for the media to bash 4% unemployment. Trump's fault. Um But uh, new jobs exceeded expectations. 213,000 new jobs, wage growth, 2.7% up year over year. Not bad. Not bad. Uh, We continue to create jobs. It really is amazing, isn't it? The turnaround. You get rid of Obama, you bring on Trump. Second thing I think you need to know, uh, as of midnight, we have slapped $34 billion worth of tariffs on China. China's going to retaliate. Uh reports show it could be we could add another 516 billion dollars more in tariffs because uh to China if they don't change their unfair trade practices. How about that? Uh we could have 16 billion more in 2 weeks, 500 billion uh after that. So that's that's where you go. And China, they said that um they will match it on our goods. Got to hold strong on this. We will win. We will win. Uh, third thing that I think you need to know, Reuters poll, the number one issue when it comes to voters for the midterms as of now, immigration. Immigration. You know what kind of, and there are three things I think you need to know right there. Uh, that kind of, I guess, changes with the uh, the week's news you think maybe all of a sudden people consider immigration to be the most important thing because the media focused on, uh, what happened at the border over the past couple of weeks. Maybe, uh, it was just one point ahead of the economy and just, just a, a one or two points. I forget ahead of, uh, healthcare. So there you go. Uh, that's what's going on there. But I, I just listen. I love this. Uh, I love the situation going on, uh, with the economy. The economy is fantastic. um, And when you really think about where we've been, Trump's been president, what, 18 months? About. About 18 months. We were in such dire straits for eight years. Two years ago at this time, you know, it was two years ago, I think, yesterday when Jim Comey had his famous press conference. Two years ago, we're just getting over Jim Comey saying Hillary's crooked and she's going to get away with it and blah, 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 blah. Um... And we were nervous as hell. That's it. There goes the election, blah, blah. Some people, not me, I still thought Trump was going to win. I Did I not say from wire to wire he was going to? I did. Even my, my wife gives me credit for that. But uh, think of where we've come from. I mean, from a few years ago, when the media is telling us the new normal is 1.8% uh, GDP growth, <clears throat> uh, new jobs. There are no new jobs. Manufacturing is never going to come back. This isn't going to happen. That's not going to happen. Blah, 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 blah. And Scalia dies. All these things. And now all of a sudden we have jobs. We have jobs. The economy is roaring. ISIS. ISIS. Remember, we were getting terrorist attacks multiple times a year. Uh, Threats, shootings right here. I know we had the Vegas shooting. Nobody knows what's going on with that situation.
2: Yeah. they got um, under
1: the rug. But we were worried about everything. And we should always be vigilant. But look how times have changed. And now we have Gorsuch on the Supreme Court. Now it looks like we're going to have uh, another good one. Trump's going to announce on Monday. Another good one. Unemployment's down. We're leading the world again. We may not have to go to war with North Korea, which would be a quick one, but still very dangerous. I mean, that's why when people want to say, and we're always going to have, unfortunately, bad presidents. It's going to happen. We had them in the past. We had one for eight years. Um, There's always going to be people that have the wrong idea. It's always going to be that way. Uh, However, it's a pendulum. And when the people say the world is going to end, the country, there's no chance we come back. Look how quickly we came back. Now, I get it. If Hillary would have been president, the country would have gotten worse. Doesn't mean it's down forever. And that's what people need to realize. I mean, the media wants to tell you it's the end of the world, so you tune in. Politicians want to tell you it's the end of the world, so you, you can give them money. Um, and they want to get you out to vote. But it's never going to be the end of the world. We're a resilient people. We see things. We're Americans. We see the rules set in front of us, and we adapt the best we can to try to win, to try to achieve the most, to have the most success. That's what we did with Obama, and it was tough to do. Trump's making it easier to have success, and look at what's happening. Look at how quickly we've rebounded. that That's what I take from all this stuff, and I think there are people that take it for granted sometimes, or they don't even recognize it. They don't realize it, and that's why I say things are pretty damn good right now. You know, enjoy it while it's happening. Live in the moment. Be smart, but enjoy it. Things are pretty good. And we're never going to get a president like this ever again. No one's going to have the guts to say the stuff that this guy says. Play number six, Ryan, if you don't mind. He was on fire. Trump was on fire yesterday. I hope you're wrong about that. I really I really am. Well, we're going to need a non-politician. Yep. But not even just a non-politician. There are people that aren't. You know, that that are coming from the business world or whatever that you know look at look at uh, Schultz you know he wants to throw his hat in the ring in 2020 and that guy's a stiff they're all stiffs they really are low energy stiffs uh they I, I mean, <laughs> they they are lightweights and then you need people that just have the guts to say it like it is until a talk show host becomes president. You're never going to have anybody nearly as entertaining who doesn't give a crap, like Trump. And honestly, what's the worst thing? Would people in the media say bad things about you? I guess you have to have that thick skin. Whatever. Number six, this is the president of the United States, but he's a more relatable president, even as a billionaire. Listen to this. He's He's in Montana yesterday at a big rally to get John Tester, the Democrat, retired uh who i would the hell knows the name of the guy in montana who cares we can't vote for him uh that he's a rosen rosenfeld so whatever i don't even care i only care about trump at this point but he goes there to uh, to talk up the republican senate candidate but just listen to this here we go
3: and the house just left and they said there's no collusion can you imagine this it's all a ruse this was an excuse for the Democrats, who lost an election, who actually got their ass kicked, 306.
1: <laughs> and I this in? Listen to the applause. Oh, my God. Hey, oh yeah. Listen to that. 306 to
3: 223. That's a pretty good chalaca.
1: So you have that, right? People loved it. Now let's compare that to another president that said the exact same thing. Now it's not in front of an audience. It's in an interview. But I don't believe it has quite the same effect, and it seems phony, doesn't it?
4: And I don't sit around just talking to experts because this is a college uh, seminar. We talk to these folks because they potentially have the best answers, so I know who's asked to kick.
1: Hmm. so tough. Yeah, very. I mean that that I remember that. That was when people were questioning Obama's toughness. Next thing you know, polling says I'm not tough. Let me say the words. Ass kick. That's violence right there. Well, it's something. It it's it's something. So that's it's special. So look, we have so many more seminars. Who knows? He's
2: somebody's butt. Who knows? The
1: Oval Office. Yeah, exactly. Joe, come here. Yeah, (laughs) that's not bad. Okay, that's not bad. Why have you held out all these years? I don't know. You never did the Obama.
2: You never let me talk. Good point. (laughs) Can't get a word in
1: edgewise. Good point. You sound like my wife. (laughs) What you know? One more. This is gonna piss off uh, (laughs) annoying Megan McCain, which I think is awesome. Yes. Uh, Really quick, before we go to another break, we have so many things to talk about. Uh, However, I want you to hear this. Uh, Number seven, Trump did it again. This is so good. Here we go.
3: John Tester voted no on repealing Obamacare. (laughs) And even though we got a, a little surprise vote that evening, you all remember that evening, somebody came in with a thumbs down after campaigning. For years that he was going to repeal and replace, but that's okay because we, for the most part, have already done
1: it. Oh, he came, the gentleman came, and he did a thumbs down, remember that? And what, Megan McCain will throw a hissy fit, and nobody will care except for the hate Trump media that will pick up on that thinking that people care what Megan McCain says and thinking that anybody likes John McCain. Nobody likes John McCain. Very few people, I should say, like John McCain. So uh, Megan was—they they, again when I was on vacation, and I think I tweeted it. I just because I had to. Uh, Megan McCain apparently did an interview with Time Magazine, and she was just like, "He keeps doing this stuff about my dad, and it's just—it's just so annoying, and I—it's so bad at this. How can he do this? Blah 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 blah." And, you know, it's as if time was like, yes, people are going to agree with Meghan McCain. This is so bad. No, we're more mad that her dad freaking lied. Yeah. So get over it. You still don't get it. And those, uh, of course, those dingbats on The View won't ever ask that of Meghan McCain. So, yeah, Meghan McCain. I will never forgive Trump for attacking my father. All your dad does is attack him. But that's fine. But here's the thing, Megan. Um... Nobody cares that you don't care. We find it hilarious that you're so annoying. Anyway, thank your dad for the last name, because the only thing that gets you a job. 623. Uh, much more. We have, oh, what do you hear what he said? We got to do just one more about uh, Maxine Waters. Oh, yeah. Maxine Waters. This is uh, This is so good. And then 640. Uh, remember, remember, uh, David Garcia. He's the Democratic candidate. He's one of, but it looks like he's in the lead uh, to run for governor against Doug Ducey. And apparently, people think that he's a rising star, which I'm I don't understand. But anybody, well, if the media says it, it must be true. Fake news. Um, he apparently told uh, he's speaking in front of uh, maybe I don't know a dozen people, and he told them that he's never been arrested. Don't worry about. It. Well, apparently, that's not true. We'll get that coming up. Uh, and what Trump said about Maxine Waters. And Elizabeth Warren is so good. We'll get that coming up. KNSTAM 792 sounds most stimulating. Talk. 6 6.30, Thanks for hanging out. My computer tells me 87 outside right now, but when I was driving, it was already 90 degrees. 105 for the high today. Scattered thunderstorms Sunday, Monday. Thunderstorms Tuesday, Wednesday, next week. We'll see. Um, really quick. Uh, this is why I love this country. Before I play the uh, the Maxine Waters, throw me up over there if you don't mind, Ryan. Uh, remember the, the lady that climbed the Statue of Liberty? Yeah. To protest, a, she's an immigrant from Congo. Yeah. And she said she uh, loves Michelle Obama, and she inspired her to do it. Blah, blah, blah. Trump mentioned that yesterday. Listen to this.
3: You saw that clown yesterday on the Statue of Liberty? You see the guys that went up there? I wouldn't have done it. I would have said, let's get some nets and let's wait till. <laughs> she comes
1: just, get- just get some nets <laughs> it's so freaking funny I'm sorry it's just, it's just hilarious Dude that was a big deal actually It was a huge deal People who like
2: saved and scrimped all their lives for a trip to New York See the Statue of Liberty closed Yep Because
1: of this lunatic. Because this moron uh, Who by the way was able to come here Legally. All right, really quick. uh, Maxine, he really went after Maxine Waters. Let's do four first. Four. He really went after the Democrats. He is branding the Democrats as the party of crazy, and it's working. Here we go.
3: A vote for John Tester is a vote for Chuck Schumer, Nancy Pelosi, and the new leader of the Democrat Party, Maxine
5: Waters.
1: (laughs) Where have they gone? Where have they gone? They're crazy. That's what he's saying. I mean, it's obvious. Now let's do one more, number five, and then we have to go to break and we'll come back. We'll do more of these later, including the Elizabeth Warren stuff. Uh, But here is Trump again on Maxine.
3: I said it the other day, yes, she is a low-IQ individual, Maxine Waters. I said it the other day. I, I mean, honestly, she's somewhere in the mid-60s, I believe that. Oh, my God. He will be impeached. I will impeach him. Even the Democrats are saying, how are you saying that? They don't want to use that word because it gets the Republicans out to vote. They say, stay away from that word.
1: Stay away. Stay away from that word. All right, uh, 633. We have some more Trump bites we we'll get to later on in the show. Sheriff Mark Napier coming up at 810 right here in the studio to talk about what ICE does in his jail uh, because uh, Supervisor Dick Elias uh, doing something very dumb, wanting ICE out of the, uh, the jail because he says it causes them to be... It causes, like, commotion and craziness, and they're in the way. And, uh, I mean... Just dumb. So I'm wondering, should we call him dumb dick, Elias? I like it. I have to give credit to a listener on that. I got a, I got a subject, dumb dick, Ew. Elias. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so we'll get to that at 810. Don't go anywhere. David Garcia running for governor. Tells a crowd he's never been arrested. Turns out he actually has. we got that coming up. Here's Fox. In talk. All right, it's 639. Thanks for hanging out on this Friday. We've made it. Short week, but a good week. It's always a good week. Three things, I think. You need to know number one. Number one, uh, jobs report out, and uh, the economy added two hundred thirteen thousand jobs, beating expectations. One hundred eighty-five thousand was expected. Uh, Unemployment ticked up to four percent. So bad, right? Apparently, six hundred nine thousand people re-entered the workforce. Isn't that incredible? Second thing. That I think you need to know, uh, as of midnight, which was uh, probably Eastern anyway, so you know nine hours ago, nine plus hours ago, um, we have uh, that the, the Trumpster has put uh, thirty-four billion dollars worth of tariffs, thirty-four billion dollars worth of tariffs uh, on China. Could get five hundred sixteen billion more after that because they are well, they they have unfair trade practices, and he's calling them out as he should. Call them out, um, and China is nervous. All they're doing is using words. Words. Uh, a commerce ministry spokesman said the U.S. is opening fire on the entire world, including itself. You need our money. Third thing, I think you need to know, and there's a lot. There's a. There's a. I mean, which one? Do you, which one do you? You know, we'll go. We'll go local. Uh. The group, remember Red for Red? Yep. Invest for Ed gathered more than enough signatures to put their targeted tax on the ballot. They want to. They want to tax the richest one percent, the richest one percent here in Arizona. And it's not like it's a um, a small tax. I mean, they want. They want. They call it a surcharge on the richest one percent to pay for the. I guess the education of everybody, and they say it's totally fair. Uh, when they asked, how is it fair that you go after just the top 1% like you tar- target a group of people, they respond, how is it fair that your kids don't have textbooks? Well, I love when they answer a question with a question. Uh, show me a kid without a textbook. Well, there's that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh,
1: three things that I think you need to know. There's a good chance that they'll oh, we'll get into a this
2: book. Sorry. That's okay. I really get upset about that.
1: I know. I don't blame you, dude. I I get upset too. This this is ridiculous and the amount they're making people pay. I mean 9% of what they earn. I, I got to get the I'll, I'll get the exact amounts because it's insane. Three things I think you need to know. I'll get to those right now. I'll get to David Garcia in just a second. Um because this this is important. And you just sit back and wonder, these people are successful. They make a lot of money. They work hard to make a lot of money. And now they're being targeted. And you know what's scary scares that there's nothing that they can do. The rest of the state can look at them as a bunch of bad people that need to pay more. It All they're going to do is hit about 20,000 taxpayers. 2.8 million people file taxes in Arizona. 20,000 are targeted. Right? They want to raise almost $690 million pe- uh, dollars from these just 20,000 people. Isn't that crazy? Individuals already more than a quarter million couples that file jointly with income of more than a half million will pay a surcharge, which is a tax, ready, of 8% on anything they earn over that amount. Right now, the state tax rate is 4.54%. That's the minimum. If you make a half million or more, or couples with a million bucks or more, 9% over that is what you're going to pay. Yes, okay, here we go. Uh, Joe Thomas, the union boss, the thug, was asked, it says here, he bristled at questions over whether, whether such a system of fun, educa- a fun education on the backs of a small minority is fair. Quote, how is it fair that students are in overcrowded, underfunded classrooms right now? What's not fair is we have the lowest paid teachers in the nation. What's not fair is we have underfunded and understaffed schools. The voters, we have, what we have to do is, what the voters will let us do. And the voters said this revenue stream. Now, I don't remember voters saying that, but whatever. They got enough people to sign up. We'll see what the state does. And there's a chance it may pass. I mean, they passed the minimum wage hike, 5248 in this state. So anyway, uh David Garcia. Let's play the David Garcia somebody. He's running for governor, ASU professor. Uh, really nuts. Really crazy. David Garcia, and by the way, that's why Ed for Red for Ed was never just money it was a political movement, and that's why it became Invest for Ed, and they went out and got the signatures and everything else. It was always that way. Um, so David Garcia, who's a big backer of Red for Ed, by the way, um, where's that, set? number nine, he was talking to a group of people, and he uh, he said this.
0: Um, I'd like to tell you that I'm in front of you because I studied hard and did everything right along the way. Um actually never got arrested, never got busted, so
1: don't worry about that. <laughs> hmm. I guess it's different degrees of arrested and busted. Uh the Daily Caller got their hands on actually arrest records for David Garcia. He was talking, by the way, at that was a, a fundraising event hosted by Planned Parenthood. Never been arrested, never been busted. Uh, Daily Caller got police records, two separate police busts for Garcia, July of 1990, arrested by an Arizona police officer for not having proof of insurance or motorcycle license. Also arrested in March of 93, Uh, he was placed under arrest. The officer investigated a loud party hosted by Garcia, told him to quiet it down, move the attendees inside. He said, sure. Sure. When the officer returned, he found the loud party was still going and Garcia never complied. So the officer placed Garcia under arrest for disorderly conduct. Now, are these the worst arrests ever? No. No. Was he truthful? So the Daily Caller reached out to David Garcia's campaign communications director, Sarah Elliott. And she said that Ducey's henchmen are digging up dirt. She describes the arrest incident as apologetic and respectful, but he was still arrested after he said he wasn't. What does it mean? He just didn't beat up somebody. I mean, all they could find was that 25 years ago while in college, David had a house party that got too loud. He was apologetic and respectful. He was never handcuffed, never placed in a police vehicle, detained, or even taken away from the house. He was, he has simply issued a citation as a college student because the music was too loud and he paid a fine. That's their answer. That's their answer. Uh, If you don't know anything about David Garcia, we had him on once. And I always get a kick out of this. Right? And um, we had him on because right after Trump said, and this is a while ago, no more DACA. Congress has six months to deal with DACA. Remember, that was like a year ago. Congress has six months to deal with DACA. No more DACA, blah, blah, blah. He put out a blistering release where he basically called the president racist. I mean, he went nuts. So I said to Ryan, get him on. And Ryan did. And I all—I did my research. I had all these facts about DACA recipients and all this other stuff and blah, blah, blah. And he literally knew nothing. He said DACA students are great because he taught some of them as a professor. He had no idea about DACA stats. How many are actually high school dropouts compared to American citizens that are high school dropouts? How many, how many rely on government assistance? All this stuff that I researched. He had no idea. So at the end of the interview, on the air, this happened. Listen, man, I appreciate the time. I kept you on for way too long. I realize the time right now. Um, I'd love to get you on in the future to talk more about this stuff when we have time, uh, but I appreciate yeah, why don't
0: you, you. Yeah, why don't you, why don't you send me those studies in advance? That'd be helpful. we stif- have a better conversation. That why, why should I prepare you? Shouldn't you be prepared for this? Well, look, should I be prepared for everything that's on the Internet
1: today? No, these are actual stats that I. It's, it's,
0: it's, it's a very simple request. I put a want lot to of talk work. About a study in particular, send it to me. That's, that's do, you, do you
1: do you send your students the questions to the test in advance? I tell my students what we're going to talk about. Yeah, oh, okay. I tell them what. what well, did we not? Did you not? Did your, you not, to, did your guy not tell you, you that, we that we were going to? Did Did we not tell you that yeah, we were going to? We were going to talk about DACA. Did we not tell you that? You
0: didn't, didn't tell me that we were going to talk about the study, and I don't have the expectation that students read every single book mm. on the internet in the event okay. that we talk about one. Okay. It's a simple request, just if you want to talk about a specific Yeah, that's study, not, not how it works.
1: When you do interviews with people, you generally don't send them everything in advance that you're ready to ask them, when, especially when you give them the I'm sorry, subject. i let's be clear here, I
0: did not say everything. I said, if you want to talk about a particular study, and you want to have a meaningful conversation Why don't you it, go to the
1: Migration Policy? Why don't you go? Listen, I do a lot of show prep. I work hard for this job. I mean, why don't you go to the Migration Policy Institute and read up on the studies just like I did? That's how you get familiar with the subject and you form an opinion. That's how it works. Well, great,
0: great. If Ryan had said, hey, check out the Migration Policy Institute, <laughs> we're going to talk hey,
1: about it. Hey, when you debate, do see if you can get, uh, you know, why don't you ask the moderator for questions in advance as well on top I mean, this, are you serious right now, man? Dude, you're, you're yeah, Wow. Okay. Look, this, I've never we, had this we, in my if, life. If we're
0: going to talk about a particular wow. number, if we're going to talk about a particular statistic, we okay. both need to have it in front of
1: us. Wow. I'll let you know we everything I'll that. ask in advance. I mean, what, this is what happened with Hillary and Bernie. You don't want to do that. I mean, they, they, they got the questions in no, advance of Hillary.
0: This is a very, if, if you want to have a meaningful oh, conversation man. about a statistic, we both need to have it in front of
1: us. Well, I appreciate you telling me how to do my job. I wish you nothing but the best as, uh, in, your, in your gubernatorial race, uh, and I hope you get everything in advance that you need before you answer any questions in your next media interview.
0: Like I'm not, I'm not asking for that. No, I'm not. So okay. Thank you very we'll much. Appreciate thank you the
2: time. Take care. Wow. See, that's your you, you, wow. You can, you can hear that right
1: ahead. now. Uh, we'll continue. We're... Yeah. No, I'm continuing. Right <laughs> We're not <now>. continuing. <laughs> I'm sorry. That that's like gold right there. It is. That's gold. I wasn't a jerk.
2: No. If anything, he was a little little butt hurt because he didn't have
1: answers. And to me, I'd have fired my staff. Why didn't you guys get me information? It's okay to say I don't know. Yeah. But then that's why I was like, why do you think DACA is so great? Here's why it isn't, bah, bah, ba. And he should have said, it is, bah, ba. bah. But he right. had nothing. And the Migration Institute, by the way, I mean, it was in the news. It's a leftist group. And they had damning uh, statistics about DACA recipients. So this guy's a complete and total friggin' mess. Total mess. Uh, what a, and, and rising, looking at a story from NBC News. Democrat David Garcia eyes Governor's seat in politically shifting Arizona. And he's a rising star because he served in the army and he's uh, Latino. That's that's all it is. Well, I got
2: half the the, the standards, I guess, to be a rising star.
1: Mm-hmm. It says here, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, he's a, he is a fourth generation Arizonan with a doctorate from the University of Chicago. Again, that uh, higher education. Okay, great ideas. Great ideas. Great ideas. Uh, six feet. Yeah, it's it's true. It's true. 6:51. Uh, I have an update for you. Uh, you have to hear what the uh, the tool bag that got fired. The guy that hit the Whataburger, He stole the MAGA hat off the kid's head and threw the drink at him. You have to hear what this guy has done in response to being fired. Incredible, incredible stuff. That's coming up. Don't go anywhere. Morning ritual. Garrett Lewis, KNST AM 792. Sons. Most stimulating talk. Zero call for a free estimate. Yes, thank you. Thank you very much. It is your morning ritual. It's seven oh seven on this Friday. Garrett Lewis with you. KNST-AM790, Tucson's Most Stimulating Talk. Yes, hello there. And, and again, I'm I'm hoarse, but I do believe it's getting better. It's getting That's better. That's what she said. Oh, my God. Three things I think you need to know. Number one.
2: I don't think she I'm ever sorry. said that, though. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Just you. Funny.
1: you done yet? Number one. I got one more. Jobs. Jobs. <laughs> right, go, go. Re- jobs report. Comes out, 213,000 jobs added, 601,000 people re-enter the workforce. Yeah, they can do that, too. Unemployment ticks up to 4%, but the jobs created exceeded expectations from the eggheads. Again, every month we say that, don't we? Exceeded expectations. And during the Obama reign, it was below expectations, but it's the new normal. So there you go, uh, 2.7% wage growth year over year. So that's cool. Uh, second thing that I think you need to know, uh, at midnight, Trump hit China with $34 billion worth of tariffs because they are practicing unfair trade against us. It soon could be bumped up to $516 billion in more tariffs. Got to hold strong. Media is going to say how he's ruining the farmers' lives and blah, 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 blah. No, no, that's not true. And you know what? How about the greater good? And people say, what about the market, the market, the market? Um, I'm just throwing this out there. Who cares about what the market wants? They want to make money, but we want to make money. We want things to be fair. Anyway, third thing that I think you need to know uh, is that uh, invest for ed handed in enough signatures to get it on the ballot, to tax the richest 1% in Arizona, a whopping 20,000 people, almost $690 million worth of new taxes just on them to pay for education. Seems fair, doesn't it? I'm sure these people will stay in Arizona and keep that money in Arizona, right? Sure, sure. So uh, we'll get to vote on that, it looks like. Three things I think you need to know. now. Um. I just sent a tweet. You can follow me at Garrett Lewis on Twitter, at Garrett Lewis, two R's, one T. Otherwise, you're going to follow someone else. Anyway, uh, Phoenix police uh, will soon be able to get a second job at Starbucks. Oh, yeah. Story in the Arizona Republic. Phoenix police to undergo implicit bias and cultural competency training. Which, isn't that the same thing that the Starbucks baristas just went through?
2: I thought it was just the bias part, well, not the cultural thing. Well, I'm, I'm
1: sure it's all in there. That, that's coming. That's coming. Implicit bias, which is... you? Stop saying that. Oh, my God. You're against the culture of stut- stuttering? <laughs> stuttering? Anyway, for, it's up to, uh, to $450,000 what it's going to cost to do this. And these poor police officers are going to have to go through the training, which is you're racist, but you just don't know it. It's exactly what it is. What's the point? I don't know. I don't know. But they're going to work. I love this. With an expert in racial and cultural sensitivity to train each of the agency's nearly 3,000 officers. Uh, the National Training Institute on Race and Equity will do this. Uh, psychological experts, sociology experts. It's all there. Uh, it's one year. The one year $150,000 training begins in the fall. Could be extended two more years. four hundred fifty dollars Officers will be taught about implicit bias. What causes it? How it affects the community? Why it's problematic? And uh, your, uh, your own bias. Isn't that nice? Isn't that great? <clears throat> uh, officials wrote, The Phoenix Police Department has an immediate and critical operational need to provide implicit bias and cultural competence training to officers. I'm just waiting until Magnus wants to do it. I mean, they're so broke, though. I don't think they—are they dumb enough to try to get away with this? Being aware of implicit bias, having tools, will strengthen the relationship between officers, the police department, and the community, blah, blah, blah. So they tried this a few years ago, uh, but it turns out the ASU professor— was a fraud. He's a plagiarizer. So they got rid of him. So now this is happening. And I love this. From the Arizona Republic. From coffee shop confrontations to systemic race-related issues in law enforcement. (laughs) Coffee shop confrontations. They arrested these, these guys in Philly that were literally loitering in a Starbucks. And now Phoenix officers have to go through this training. Anything that helps the morale, hmm? right? Uh, Vice Mayor Jim Waring and Sal DeCiccio, a councilman, opposed these efforts. And you got to love this. At the council meeting yesterday, Sal DeCiccio said, "We're seeing national rhetoric guide this debate, attacking police officers, saying it's okay. It's not okay. It's not okay. I mean, I didn't grow up that way. I'm not. I'm teaching my children not to grow up that way. And someone." From the crowd responded, it's because you're a white man. Someone else yelled at Sal De CCO, it's because you're privileged. Yep. There's something called the Center for Neighborhood Leadership. Apparently, the members there were frustrated that the council meeting started at noon, not later in the day. They said this is not a good effort. It wouldn't do anything to stop police shootings or racial bias. Hmm. And this is great. Do you think we have crazy council people down here? We do. But it's other places as well. Councilwoman Laura Pastor. I wonder if she's related to former Congressman Ed Pastor. Anyway, she tried to defuse the tension. Said the training was needed to handle the community's changing dynamics. She called it, quote, the browning of America. The Browning of America. So you have a councilwoman calling it the Browning of America. That's okay, right? That's okay. However, white De DeCiccio is against this, and he's being attacked because he is white and against it, And he's, and they're calling him privileged, and that's okay. The Browning of America. No, nothing to do with the Browning of America. This is insane. This is insane. So we have, uh, we have that. And then this Laura pastor said she encouraged training and all these meetings, blah, blah, blah. Cause quote, when you come from a life of privilege, there are times where you don't understand what others are suffering through. And there are times that you don't understand what they are speaking, why they're speaking the way they're speaking. So apparently she thinks too many officers are privileged and need to learn about other people that aren't like them. And I guess they're privileged because they're white and it'll help them become better police officers. Let me get this straight. What What? What? you lead such a great
2: life of privilege? You want to be a police officer. Yes, that goes out. And just judging from the people I've seen in our parking lot here that have been (laughs) been arrested or whatever Oh my
1: god yeah you want to deal with those people all day long in the heat because you're privileged because and you're going to go after them because you didn't grow up that way where you chose to be high on meth in our parking lot and you stand in the middle of it asleep standing straight up asleep because you're high on meth
2: yep but my privilege says i can do anything i want but i'm choosing to go and do this
1: yes and that's what Laura Pastor said, the councilwoman up in Phoenix. She is So privileged. there you go. She she seems to be a bit privileged, I would say. or just racist or whatever. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. Boy. Uh-huh. I wish I had some of that privilege. You know what I'd use it for?
1: Bigger house. There you go. So this is what's going on. Massages. This is what's going on out in out in Phoenix. Cold drinks. And I'm I'm assuming we can only get that uh, there and not here because we are so broke. Can you imagine if if Magnus and the council put like two, three hundred thousand bucks now? It's not gonna be four hundred and fifty grand because we don't we don't have three thousand officers. We we're down to like eight hundred. Yeah. Uh but can you imagine if they wasted the money on that versus trying to give raises to officers and trying to hire new officers? Whoa. Oh, good luck. Good luck. 880-KNST, 880 But again, at least the officers up there in Phoenix could say, I'm done with this stuff. After they go through the training, everything is so bad. And they'll go to Starbucks, fill an application and say, "I'm, I'm qualified to be a barista because I went through implicit bias training. So I fit right in. It's all good. I can do the same thing. How about that, by the way? Starbucks and Phoenix police getting the same training. Is John Legend doing it? No, he's perfect the way he is. Oh, it was Common,
2: not John
1: Legend. Yeah, Common. common. common yeah, comedy. Common that. I thought you meant John Legend anyway. So anyway, we have that, which is nice. We have some other stuff to get to, some other police news. Uh, and you may not like this. You may not like this. But um, apparently here in Tucson, there were quite a number of tickets issued to people for texting while driving. On the phone, like not hands-free, but to their ear while driving. Uh, more than I thought. Did you hear about this? And you might be against it. You say this is a law that can't be enforced, and blah 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 blah. Why do we have this? Blah blah blah. How are you going to? Apparently, they're enforcing it, and I think it's great because, I mean, I I really, I mean, I hate terrorists. I hate New York Rangers fans. I now hate the Toronto Maple Leafs and John Tavares, and I really hate in the same boat people when I drive. They're looking down at their phone because it endangers me. It endangers me. It bothers me. Wait till you hear the amount of tickets. I think it's great, and you can argue with me if you want, or you can agree with me if you think it's a waste. But that's coming up. Don't go anywhere. It's your morning ritual. Me, Gary Lewis, KNSTAM, seven ninety-two sounds most stimulating. Talk. 725 Garrett Lewis with you right here on this Friday. Sheriff Mark Napier coming up at 810 this morning to talk about uh, Supervisor Dick Elias and his dumb idea of kicking ice out of the Pima County Jail. So uh, Sheriff Napier is going to tell us exactly what ice does in the jail because Dick uh, says that, uh, and I call him Dick because it's Richard for short. So he's Dick for short for anyway. So uh, he says that uh, uh, they like get in the way and it becomes a tangled mess. So I think it's a dumb idea from uh, Dick. So we maybe we'll just call him dumb Dick, Elias. I like it. Like that? Yeah. Because like guy, Dick is Richard. It's short for Richard. short for Richard.
2: Yeah.
1: And we we just don't have enough time in the show to keep saying Richard. to keep saying Richard. So we save time by calling him Dick. Yeah. It's the only reason. Uh it's gonna be, it's gonna be 105 degrees today. It's already uh, it's gotta be close. It was ninety when I drove and my computer tells me eighty seven last hour. Let me refresh it. And I'll get to your calls and what this really means. 88? Give me a break. I think it's warmer than that. Whatever. It's hot. What the hell's the difference? You're not gonna put on winter gloves or hope you don't take off your shirt. So um unless you're in this studio. Yeah, it's cold here, isn't it? I love it. Putting on my best. Yeah, you are, McFly. Shesh. So uh again, as I as I got I got the uh, I got a bunch of reaction to this, this implicit bias stuff. And we'll get to the uh the texting while driving. Um and, and uh what are the emails and I got a bunch, is, yeah, this will totally make the cops less likely to shoot armed black men. And why don't they just call it that? We want you to stop shooting armed black men. Even if you feel scared for your life, we're going to train you to not do that. Uh, Even if someone, uh, you know, we're going to make you think twice about approaching someone that could be a suspect. We're going to make you think twice about everything, which could cost you your life. That's basically what this is. That's it. You tell me if I'm wrong, but that's exactly what it is. This is, as I was told in another email, Obama era junk science. And they're wasting their money with it up in Phoenix. Uh, we just don't have enough money to do it here in Tucson. That's that's what I surmise. Now we need another bond ballot. Exactly. We need more money to raise taxes to have our police go through implicit bias training. Uh, so Tucson Police, they have issued almost eleven hundred tickets. They was storing the local paper, almost eleven hundred tickets in the first three months of texting while driving, and it's really two months, the first month they issued warnings. And I think that's fantastic. I, How else do you stop these people? Listen, that's our society. We try to stop people with possible jail time or prison time and to hurt their wallet. Uh, you speed, you got to pay a ticket. Your insurance may go up. So we try to control that, but with that threat. Um, there's no other way to do it. And how do you enforce it? I, I How do you enforce speeding? How do you, People still murder each other. We have that on the books. How do you enforce it? I get it. I get it. This is not the same as a a red light camera, okay? Um, 1,091 drivers were cited for using their cell phones uh, to text, tweet, and make phone calls while driving. That's a lot. I really didn't think they were going to do really any. So I think this is cool. 880-KNST, eight eight zero five six seven eight. 5678 Aaron, thanks for waiting. Welcome to KNST. Oh,
4: my God, Gary. You think this is cool, do you? Yeah, I do. I, okay, so let's go back prior to the lobbying passed. Wait wait wait, 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 wait,
1: wait, wait, Are you, no, no, wait, no, no. wait. No, 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 Hold no. Hold no, on. You no, and no, I have a no, 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 conversation no. on air. I have a question. Are you driving right now while talking on the...
4: I am hands-free. Oh, okay, yes, good, am.
1: good, good, okay.
4: Absolutely. So I am a car dealer. I sell cars. You and I had this conversation prior to the lobbying pass, yes. and I said it should not be a texting ban. It should be an anti-distracted driving ban. And you said, so what, you want to take my hamburgers away too? And I said, absolutely. If you can't spend the 10 minutes to kill yourself inside of the uh, fast food restaurant and have to go searching for that french fry between your seat and take my life at risk, that, that uh, you weren't for it. And that's why you were anti-texting ban because you're taking away my civil liberties. That was your comment to me.
3: That
1: was.
4: I, I nominate <laughs> Garrett Lewis for sheriff because he <laughs> is a two-talking <laughs> radio station out of both sides <laughs> of his mouth, gentlemen.
1: Both sides. Did I say yes, that? Gentlemen. Did I say that? So you wanted to be you distracted driving. Uh, I, I just don't, don't want people on I their phone, and those there already is distracted driving. It's already there. <laughs> You jerk. Well,
4: all I have to say is prior to the prior to the ban, you were anti texting ban.
1: Well, let me let me give you one of my favorite quotes of all time. I don't think I said that. If I did say that, I misquoted myself. Hey Ryan, can you give me the audio, please? Oh, come on. He didn't keep that. He only kept the orange pants. Uh listen, I I was always against I will actually I if I was able to pass the law. I said I wanted citizens to be able to pull people over that they saw texting while driving, and they could take out a rubber hose and beat the person with it. That's what I wanted to do. Because I hate it. It's not just teenagers. It's old people. It's young people. It's guys in trucks. It's women in minivans. It's everything. And they're just down, down, down. And I'm like, you know what? You're not that important. You're not. It's not It's
4: not just the texting, though. It's those french fries. It's the ladies that can't wake up 20, 30, 60 minutes early to do their eye makeup oh my god it's, it's everyone that is doing anything that listen I am on test drives all day long it's scary man oh, it's really scary bet. the way people drive and we I truly believe it should be an anti-distraction ban
1: well don't they already have distracted driving
4: well that should be the uh, the entire law so this and is this I, is just
1: more teeth I, they they had to, add to the distracted driving I guess didn't include on the phone texting, that kind of stuff. Now, granted, listen, man, I can keep one hand on the wheel. When I go to the dri- If I go to the drive-thru, which I don't do very, very often, I wish I could, um, I could hold a burger in my hand and keep my eyes on the road. But
4: what if you drop that fry between, what if you spill that coffee in your lap?
1: Uh, what if I spill my coffee? On? It, it, it is, I mean, that's, that's just something that happens. Should you not drink coffee in your car?
4: You're not going to react?
1: You know, should you not drink coffee in your car?
4: Are you not going uh, to
1: grab if, your steering
4: wheel and steer the opposite direction because you're reacting to the the hot coffee? Maybe. What, 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 if,
1: what, what if all of a sudden we a need spider to ban has, hot coffee? Hang on. What if a spider <laughs> drops down and bites you? Uh,
4: what all I am saying is distracted driving is distracted driving. I am all for the texting ban. I am all for the distracted driving ban because people in Tucson. Are horrible drivers. That's what if, true.
2: What if you're What if you're talking to a guy on the radio and you're getting all worked up? Yeah. And, and you're just like you're waving your hands around because that's how you talk and you're swerving around Fort Lowell.
1: Now they're going to make a law on that because they hate me.
4: <laughs> uh, I I'm, 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 I'm ten and two, my friend. Ten and two.
1: What if you're stuck in your car with your wife and she just <laughs> nags you to sleep? <laughs> Should we have an anti-nagging law so your women Jerry, can't talk to Jerry. us in a, what? No, is that we're, bad? We're,
4: we're both very Jewish men. We know yes. how to tune
1: them out. <laughs> Can he teach me this? Point taken. Aaron, thank you, man. I appreciate it, brother.
2: Have you a have good a great day.
1: You're too bad. I didn't say it. He did. Nag to sleep? Well, whatever. Nag us to drive into oncoming traffic? <laughs> I think they should pass a law uh, to distract you from changing your radio station. You leave it on KNST, and they have to. if you change it, you go to prison. Forever 734. We'll continue. Uh, you can argue with me about this. We've other things to get to as well. Um, what was the, Oh, I, I think I had one. Where'd my prep go? Um, mommy. Oh, well that we, we do, we do have some Trump sound bites. Thank you for, uh, reminding me of that. We have a few. Uh, we, yes, yes, we do. Uh, we have a lot to get to. And, uh, as a matter of fact, I have just bear with me for just one second. um, Oh, yes, yes, yes. Pima County. Pima County just spent over a million and a half dollars to buy something. Did you hear about that? Not a bowling alley this time. It's not to fix the roads either. I'll get to that coming up. Here's Fox. Emulating talk. We're at 743. Three things I think you need to know. Happy Friday. Uh, number one, jobs, jobs, jobs. Job report is out. And guess what? Beat expectations again. What a shock, right? Uh, unemployment somehow ticked up from 38 to 4%. But 213,000 jobs were added. I think somewhere in 185,000, 177,000, whatever it was, was expected from the experts. Um, 36,000 manufacturing jobs in June, 362,000 since Trump took office. No manufacturing. It's done. It's all going to Mexico and China. It's just done. Uh huh. Uh huh. Incredible stuff. Second thing that I think you need to know, uh, Trump hit up China with uh, $34 billion worth of tariffs at midnight because they commit a lot of unfair trade. Could be up to $516 billion more. Uh, China's going to retaliate. But you know what? They need our money. We're their best customer. Third thing I think you need to know, invest for Ed. The real political movement from Red for Ed, they handed over enough signatures to get it on the ballot to see if Arizonans want to tax the richest one percent to pay for almost six hundred ninety million dollars in education. Yep, seems fair, doesn't it? Three things I think you need to know. What a joke that place is. I mean, you got to be—you've got to be kidding me. <clears throat> Whatever. Now, the headline—the headline is is a bit um, disturbing. Pima County, you know, we have roads, roads that aren't fixed, roads that are garbage. We talk about that all the time. And to fix the roads, Chuck Huckleberry tells the supervisors, including Dick Elias, Sharon the driver, Ramon Valdez, let's fix the roads by buying a bowling alley. Let's uh let's let's fix the roads by building a soccer stadium, buying land, all this stuff. They just spent one point five five million dollars. On a ranch. Yes, uh, Pima County. That's what they did. 1.55 million dollars for a ranch. Now they want to expand their park system. But let me tell you, uh, I was in the local paper. If you go all the way down to the bottom, it says here, 1.55 million dollars was the purchase price paid by 488 grand paid by the Regional Flood Control District. The balance, so a million plus bucks, paid by the county administrator's special revenue fund at closing. What is that? That fund includes a million dollars received from a 2014 Kinder Morgan mitigation agreement and can't be used for purposes other than purchasing land for conservation. No general funds used to acquire the property, right? No general funds. Used to acquire the property, but I just wanted to give the heads up uh the ranch was part of uh of the estate of catherine b Willock, a, an archaeologist died last year fourteen hundred seventy six acres of land eighteen hundred acres of grazing state grazing leases all this stuff, so they took it over so Pima county continues to buy land uh more and more and more um I, and I, let me again it's it's frustrating because this is the stuff they do they want to try it apparently and, and this is what I thought was great uh the ranch according to um, the brain trust the uh the, the, the environmentalists they say it's very very important to have this it's going to protect wildlife some species are rare one of them long fin dace dace never heard of this in my life Apparently, it's one of the hardiest of native fishes, and it's there. It's Dase. Does it, what is that? What it is? Yeah. Are you lying to me? Yes. Thank you. I would have believed you. <laughs> uh, they said the site will be used to introduce the Gila top minnow, an endangered species. What would we do without the Gila top minnow? You'd have to use night crawlers instead. Is that what it is? I oh my so. god! Yeah. Uh, it's unique. To, it's, this this land is. Unique to some snails, they give habitat for rare snails, including the Talus snail. Is that the Jewish one? That anyway, um, other native animals: yellow-billed cuckoo, lowland leopard frog. I'm just letting you know this is what's happening, and I know it's very important to have the information. I trust me, I'm not downplaying it. I'm just letting, I'm just giving you information at this particular time, right? You can't go on this land though. They need to study the land. It hasn't been studied. So uh, they want to study before you get the go ahead to go on the property that um is owned by the county. So all these uh random things are there and it is what it is and blah blah blah. Eight eight zero KNST, eight eight zero five six seven eight. And I'm not making fun of I'm just letting you know. Hang on. Will, welcome to K N S T. Hi. Hi,
5: Garrett. Thanks for letting me on and sure. help you with the history and why we should purchase this land?
1: Okay, Go ahead.
5: I've got uh, I've got some unique qualifications to talk about this because I was with the Arizona Game and Fish Department, stationed now the Tucson office for twenty one years as the regional fish biologist, and I've tramped up and down that canyon many times, and I understand the biology and the environment, and I understand the Sonoran Desert Conservation Habitat Plan that Pima County was put into place in the early 90s so that the city and the county could continue to grow. And one of the elements in that conservation plan that they had to add was that they had to acquire properties around in the county as mitigation elements for when the planning and zoning people for the city and the county said, yes, a developer you can go and scrape this hundred acres clean and put in a new subdivision they had conservation lands elsewhere in the county to offset that loss, and so that's what we're working
1: on so that's what it is if they if you take other land you gotta you know and, and develop it you have to have other land that will not be developed
5: that's correct that's correct okay. that's how this whole process, it started back in the early 90s with the Sonoran Desert Conservation Plan that we've heard about, and it's been put in place. It has an element in it called a Section 10 take permit. That allows the county to do its business so that it can continue to let the county grow in population and grow in life and have jobs and still be able to take habitat and all the species that you just talked about without any jeopardy to our future
1: okay so this is not i mean again that's why people are going to see the headline they pay a million and a half bucks for a ranch roads aren't yep. fixed yep everyone go crazy i get it so you're yep. saying for the are you against the bowling alley purchase
5: oh that was insane okay
1: that's one. i just want to find out so you're saying ignore all that don't freak out this yep. was needed to keep, uh, you know, uh, our yep. Southwest the way it is. Yes, it is. Okay. Yes, it is. Well, thank you so much for the clarification, you know, for the insight. I wasn't making fun of it. I just want to put it out there. And I I'm glad right you're able to you. call him. Am I'm am glad you, you called him. You a great job. I like your show. Well, thank you so much. Take care, man. Bye, Gary. Bye-bye. He's the one. I just, because people, I'm already getting emails. People are freaking out. And just wanted to get it out there. It's okay. Conservatives, conservationists, conserve. remember? 751. Uh, wow. Sheriff Napier coming out at 810. To talk about uh, Dumb Dick Elias' idea of kicking ice out of the Pima County Jail, Uh, that's coming up right here on KNST. I never know what my voice is going to sound like when the mic's on. It's it's been rough. I think it's getting better though. I know you care, but that I'm not in pain. It? Yeah, exactly. Thank you, Gary Lewis, with you, KNSTAM seven ninety Tucson's most stimulating talk. Three Good things, whining. thank you, that I that I want you to know. Number one, uh, job numbers out. We had a two hundred thirteen thousand jobs, thirty six thousand manufacturing, three hundred sixty two thousand manufacturing since Trump got into office. But those were never going to come back, according to Obama and the haters. Um, unemployment ticked up to 4%, whatever. 601,000 people re-entered the workforce. Incredible stuff. Second thing I think you need to know, uh, the tariffs are there. Once midnight hit, Trump hit China with $34 billion worth of tariffs because they do unfair trade. And it could be $516 billion more before it's all said and done. China will hit back on us, but they need our money. Third thing I think you need to know, invest for Ed. Yes, it was all political. We knew it was. They have enough signatures to get uh, on the ballot for you and me, we could vote on this uh, to tax the hell out of the richest one percent. Twenty, they want to tax twenty thousand Arizonans. Six hundred ninety million dollars. We're close to it to pay for what they uh, what they think is needed for education. Just target them. Sounds pretty unfair. Three things I think you need to know. Uh, now we have uh, the good sheriff in with us. Uh, how you doing? Well, well, good morning. Good, good.
6: I got a little bit of that cold, too. You I don't know, know it, what the voice is going to sound like. And either. this is
1: crazy. It's 107 degrees outside every day. You know, at least I can blame my, my two kids' daycare. They lick the floor. Who knows? Um, <clears throat> but this this is this is insane. So, uh, Supervisor Dick Elias. There was a story a few days ago. Uh, we talked about it yesterday. Uh, Dick Elias and Sharon Bronson, who, uh, again, just advice, friend to friend, don't get in the car with her if she's driving, so, uh, Sharon Bronson, they had the idea to kick ICE out of your jails. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was kind of ridiculous. Um, and and we, it, it, they're doing this now because the whole protest on the border and everything else and separating kids from their parents and blah, blah, blah. Um, now, let's just start at square one. ICE is in your jail. They are. What do they do? Well, let's, let's start by why they're there. Okay, I why think are that's there? A, that's an important
6: thing to f- kind of frame our discussion by. Um, it's a very thorny issue for sheriffs across the country. It's not unique to Pima County. It's, mm-hmm. it's how to address ICE detainers. An ICE detainer says that federal law enforcement has a valid criminal justice reason for the extension of detention of a person.
1: Okay.
6: <clears throat> and that's communicated to local law enforcement who has that person in detention. Unfortunately, an ICE detainer has no legal force and effect. In other words, it does not provide me a legal basis for extending the detention of the person. To hold on until until they get there. Correct. So it puts sheriffs in a quandary, and some sheriffs have answered that quandary by simply ignoring ICE detainers and releasing these people back into the community and hoping that they're not really bad people. Mm -hmm. But that's really counter to a criminal justice goal because we know that there's at least a federal law enforcement reason for the detention of this person. Some sheriffs are honoring ICE detainers at the jeopardy of civil liability to their counties. So it's a really, it's a, it's a, it's a quantity for sheriffs all over the country. Okay. I sit on many national and state committees that address issues like this. So it's, it's been going on for the whole year and a half I've been sheriff. And the National Sheriffs Association and Major County Sheriffs of America realize that the best practices approach is if you can to embed ICE in your detention facility. That circumnavigates the whole problem of what you do with ICE detainers, because when Pima County no longer has a reason to detain Garrett Lewis, and we are aware (laughs) that uh, Senior Garrett has a ICE detainer, which is the declaration by federal law enforcement that we have a reason to detain you, I can't ignore that. So rather than um, circumnavigate it by releasing you, or worse, detaining you and presenting liability to the county, we do a direct handoff to ICE right in the detention facility. Okay. And, again, it's not me freelancing this idea. This has been recognized by national associations that I'm involved in as a best practices approach to deal with this thorny issue of ICE detainers. There are other bad practices, one of which is um, cross-certifying your deputies as immigration officers under a 287G program. I'm not a fan of that. Mm. I don't want to convolute that because we have enough to do in Pima County without adopting federal immigration responsibilities. So I think that's a bad solution. So what I'm trying to do is to answer a very thorny issue by implementing a best practice approach and trying to keep Pima County safe and at the same time reduce potential liability
1: to our county. So, okay, let's, let's questions because people want to know what the heck happened. So say sheriff's deputies get called to a scene. A guy, let's say, is drunk or for whatever reason, you guys pick him up. You have a legal reason to do it, right? You take him into Pima County jail. You book him. At that point, if there is an ICE detainer, does that pop up on the computer screen? How does that work?
6: Well, that information that that person is in detention is is transmitted to federal authorities. Okay. They come back to us and say, wait a minute, Sheriff's Department,
1: we have an ICE detainer on this person. Meaning, is, is there an average time? How long does that take? Does it take 10 minutes, 5 minutes, an hour, a day? It kind of depends on the time of day, but okay. it,
6: it's within a relatively short period of time. We become aware that, that ICE, federal law enforcement, has a valid reason to detain this person. So
1: someone from ICE contacts you.
6: It was or is it like trying
1: yeah. to, like, all of a sudden a computer, it like, algorithm and it cross checks and boom, you have that. Yep. So then, so then that, so somebody from ICE doesn't even know that their computers contact you guys and say, there's a reason we want them. So then, would it then be, let's just say, would it then be up to the sheriff to tell his deputies, when that happens, you call ICE? And some sheriffs say, don't call ICE, ignore it. Is well, that a, like, how do you, how do you, how does ICE know to come get that person? Or,
6: well, ICE will know that, that uh, local law enforcement has that person in detention for local criminal justice purposes, okay. and so they know that.
1: So they're notified, they notify you to the computer, and it notifies an ICE agent. Yes, yeah, so okay.
6: everybody's on the same page saying, okay. sheriff or chief of police, ICE has a detainer on this person currently in your custody. The thorny issue is what does local law enforcement do with that information? Now, some law enforcement agencies just ignore that and say look we're we 're not going to honor an ice detainer because it has no legal force and effect for allowing us to detain mm. the person I think that 's a bad practice because it'll potentially allows potentially, a bad person on the, creek, bad on person the street, to go yeah. back onto the streets yeah. and How can I, as a criminal justice professional in charge with public safety in our county, knowingly let somebody back into the community when the federal law enforcement says, "Wait a minute, sheriff, we have a valid criminal justice reason to detain this person? It would really be an abdication of my responsibility." Yeah. But on the same hand, I can't detain the person because it doesn't provide me a legal basis to do that. So what I'm simply doing by embedding ice in the detention facility is, is trying to circumnavigate that very thorny issue. So how is someone at your jail 24 hours a day? No, not 24 hours a day. It it, it varies, but generally about 16 hours a day, seven days a week. Wow. Uh, we have somebody there. So we can do these direct handoffs so that it, it completely circumnavigates the, the thorny issue. Because the you can
1: arrest someone and then... For whatever reason, you don't hold them. You charge them. You take a picture. And then if the law says whatever they're charged with says they can be let go or a judge says release them, then you release them. And when you release them, you are right, here you go. There's literally a, an ICE agent standing there waiting. It's
6: just direct handoff, yes.
1: Wow. Okay. And, okay, let's go. And, by the way, this is Sheriff Mark Napier, Pima County Sheriff on KNSD AM 790. So you have that. Now, uh, Supervisor Dick Elias said that ICE gets in the way – and they tangle up things. Where where are the ice agents? Uh, do they tangle up things? Can you explain that?
6: No, I think it, uh, Richard is incorrect in that. If if they were causing, a, uh, I need you to call me the other name. We we don't have a lot of time. Okay, Gordon.
1: <laughs> Sorry, guys. You,
6: you know that was coming, didn't you? I
1: did. I was um, waiting for it. I won't
6: call you Gordon if you don't call him Dick.
1: That's uh, okay. All right. I'll take Gordon.
6: Um, <laughs> well, Garrett, no, they, do, they have a, a small area that's otherwise unused at the detention facility. They're not in the way. They're not messing things up. And that assertion that somehow the jail is messed up is absolutely incorrect. Uh, we just became a nationally certified detention facility. Uh, we, we exposed ourselves to outside auditors that came in and audited and accredited our detention facility. We did that on our own accord to show that we're a constitutionally run facility. So the assertion that in some way that we're not doing things appropriately or we're messing things up is, is completely inaccurate. So
1: does Supervisor Dick Elias know this information? Does he know where ICE actually is in your jail? Yeah, he knows that they're in an otherwise
6: unused portion, and it's not. It's it, this is about politics, and my my decision well, on this, my, my point is is this is apolitical. That,
1: and, and you don't have to comment on this. And I get it. and You have to work with him, and I don't. But if he knows this information, he knows that where ice actually is, he knows that ice doesn't get in the way. He he's aware that you've been audited and accredited and everything. So he is deceiving the public in saying that ice gets in the way and tangles tangles things up. I
6: don't know that those are exact words, and I won't go into the um, that mm-hmm. part of things. But I understand his concerns. Is there is a uh, a concern, and it's legitimate about the commingling of federal law enforcement responsibilities with local law enforcement. But but it's, but
1: there's no commingling. All they're not. You're not. You're not sending your guys out and say only enforce immigration law.
6: No, I. You I arrest agree. a
1: person for a legitimate reason, and if it pops so, up that they are wanted by ICE, they happen to be standing there, you do a handoff.
6: That's correct. But what I'm saying, Garrett, is yes. that there is a legitimate concern out there about the, the appearance of the commingling of things. I'm saying that's not occurring, and you're correct. I don't believe it is occurring. Uh, what we're doing is a direct handoff based on a nice detainer. Yeah. And we're trying to, to deal with what otherwise is a, is a complex issue. We need to remember, too, that the people that we're dealing with here have been charged with a crime in the state of Arizona. Yes. That's why they're in my jail. They're in this country without proper documentation. And, that's two strikes against them. And three strikes, there is a federal law enforcement reason for the detention of that person or go the ICE detainer.
1: So isn't then Supervisor Dick Elias putting the community at risk by wanting you and and your deputies and all Pima County Sheriff's employees to release that person that has three strikes on him back on the streets?
6: I think it is a bad public safety move. And um, I'm the sheriff of the county and responsible for public safety in our county. And I've made the decision that ICE will be embedded in the jail and that we'll do these direct handoffs to make sure that we reduce liability exposure to the county and that we maintain public safety. And it's also, it's a relatively small number of people. The idea that of the 1,900 people in our jail this morning, there are hundreds of um, people in this country without proper documentation is simply false. Uh, right now, there are about 60 to 70 people in our jail with ICE detainers out of 1,900. So it's a relatively small number of people. And of the people that are in the jail today, there are about 115 that are in this country uh, from they're other than U.S. citizens. That doesn't mean they're in this country illegally, but they're other than U.S. citizens. Mm-hmm. So it's not a significant number of people. But we have to address this issue. I cannot simply turn a blind eye to the fact that federal law enforcement tells me, Sheriff, we have a valid Federal criminal justice reason to detain yeah, this is this a person.
1: bad guy, and you don't want to put him right back on the street. Yeah, or and, her, and so I, th- I can't risk that. This is what it says in local paper. Um, Elias said the county has enough trouble just keeping things running without dealing with immigration issues. "Quote: It's a tangled up mess operating the jail." End quote.
6: No, we're not a tangled up mess operating the jail. We we operate a very solid jail. I'm very proud of the three captains there, Chief Gualtney, and that staff does a, a great job day in and day out.
1: Uh, taking care of a facility that you know houses 1,900 people a day. He said he believes ICE can operate in the Tucson community without being inside the jail.
6: Well, I think they can, but I think that uh, the having them in the jail allows me to do that direct handoff, which, again, uh, addresses that issue of ICE detainers.
1: Do you think you should give Supervisor Dick Elias a tour of the jail to show him once again where ICE is? Well, I think
6: uh, Richard and I have a great relationship. We do, and he knows he can reach out to me anytime, and we'll we'll show him exactly what's going on. This is about uh, politics. It's about rhetoric. It's about emotion,
1: and that's what's garbage. Is that this is the safety of the community, and he is literally lying to pee. he's lying to the community. You don't have to say it. I will. He is lying to the community about what actually happens, and and it's really it, it's it's dangerous. I mean, I'm sure he gets mad when Trump says fake news. He's producing fake news. What he's saying is not true, and then Sharon Bronson agrees with him. She said ICE officers do not belong inside the jail as well. Um, I, I, it's just, it's just frustrating.
6: Well, that's a decision uh, for the sheriff of the county to make. Yes, um, and that's the
1: thing that the, the the county attorney's office said. You make the decision as an elected sheriff, not them as supervisors.
6: Well, part of my statutory authority is the operation of the county jail. That's on uh, what people elected me for. Now the way to get that is to not have the board of supervisors dictate to county sheriffs yeah. how to run their detention facility. If the people of the county don't uh, agree, they they would unelect me um, the next time around. Um, but I hope they appreciate that we're trying to in- engage a, a best practices approach to deal with otherwise a very difficult issue.
1: You know, I just have a couple more questions. Uh, sure. Can you can hang with me for just a few minutes? Oh, absolutely. On, you know what could be solutions to this? Uh, where can they come from? If it's if it's too much, that uh, I mean, how can we get there to where? it's legal for you to hold on to someone for a specific amount of time if the federal government says, we want you to hold them because they're a danger and, and we have a legitimate reason. I want to talk to you about that. I mean, we're not lawyers, but you just you just never know. Uh, I want to talk about that and a couple other things. I appreciate it. Pima County uh, Sheriff Mark Napier in studio with me. We'll continue in five. KNST 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Lation. All right, 828, we're continuing. Pima County Sheriff Mark Napier in studio with me, Garrett Lewis. It's going to be 105 degrees outside. It's a hot one. It's windy. Maybe we'll get some more rain. There's a chance for rain for like the next six, well, I think six days. Uh, But it probably is going to be every single day when it's all said and done. Uh, It'd be nice. So let's talk real quick. How long have you had ice in your jail? Uh, About a year now. And Supervisor Dick Elias, Sharon Bronson, nobody
6: said a word to you about it. No, they, they indicated to me some time ago that they didn't like the policy. And I, I explained to them why that was the, the policy that we were going to adopt to deal with this issue of ICE detainers. And it, it's really under my purview to make that decision. And so it was okay until the recent... Oh, so when you explained it to them, what was their reaction? Oh, they still didn't like it. I mean, I understand their, their objection to it. I do. I appreciate it. I do appreciate the fact that they, they are um, adamant in their belief system. And I, I appreciate that. I respect that. Even though I don't agree with it, I respect it. Uh, But this is a public safety decision. It's apolitical. It's not partisan. There's nothing partisan about this or politics about it in me. This is about adopting a best practices approach to a really difficult issue.
1: To not put possible really bad guys back on the streets. That's what it comes
6: down to. Correct. Or detaining people uh, longer than they should be and putting the county at civil liability for doing so.
1: Um, So really nothing needs to change. because We were talking and I was like, is there any kind of a law that needs to be enforced where it makes it either legal for ICE to stay there but it's legal because you have the authority to let them there. And and is there any kind of law that needs to be passed that says uh, if an ICE detainer pops up, federal government says everybody has the right to hold that person for 48 more hours to let federal officials get them? Yeah, I don't
6: like that solution. It's out there. It's bubbling around to make ICE detainers uh, very much like a traditional warrant which means then the taxpayers of Pima County would be shouldering the expense. We're okay with that. Uh, I'm not. We are. Um, it's I'm a It's a taxpayer. federal responsibility. Yeah, but if it um, happens in
1: our backyard and the federal government can't be everywhere, we want the problem solved.
6: Well, but I want them to re- – if it, they're going to be in my jail um, and the taxpayers of this county are going to shoulder that responsibility for a federal violation of, of immigration, I, I want to be reimbursed for that cost. I don't want the sh- taxpayers of this county – to, uh, to bear that burden. that's It's not appropriate.
1: What if we say it is, though? Because I bet you there's, I mean, it's my listeners versus people that support Dick Elias. But if my listeners say, you know what, I'm willing to pay a little bit more to make sure that if somebody's here illegally uh, can be held for an extra 24 or 48 hours, we're cool with that because otherwise they're going to be released and, and the problem continues. I mean, unless all of a sudden we have federal jails next to the Pima County Jail, what's the solution?
6: Well, I think that if if you put them in the jail and you're going to detain them for an extra period of time, I think the current... Federal reimbursement is like $40 a day or something, which is is significantly less than mm-hmm. our, our real cost. If they would compensate me the same way that I would charge Tucson police or Oro Valley for detaining people in our jail, and there it's cost recovery, I, I don't have a problem with mm-hmm. that. But I think the better solution is the solution that we have. I don't want a federal mandate telling me that I have to um, incarcerate people on federal violations in a, in a local jail. I'm I just not comfortable with that solution. Um,
1: because on top of that, you have worked out a way to where you don't have to do that. You could hand them right off.
6: Right. And this is such a better solution. And I wish that Richard and Sharon would kind of think this through a little less emotionally and say, you know what? We don't like this, but this is the best solution to a, a thorny problem. And that's what the sheriff's doing.
1: I want to bring up the 287G real quick. Last sure. thing, because uh, that goes back to Clinton where, yes. where, uh, where local sheriffs, local police, they, they could deputize basically or give, immigration enforcement powers to their deputies or officers or you name it, right? So um, that doesn't mean if you are part of the 287G program or if you want that, that your guys are going to go out and just arrest people for being here illegally, right? They would have the authority to do they so. They have the authority to do so. And you are against that because of the cost purposes. The cost and the fact that we have uh, roughly
6: 425 deputies in Pima County to, to take care of 9,200 square miles. In the Tucson sector, there are 4,000 Border Patrol agents. I can't adopt their responsibility. Um, I can't. Uh, we don't have the resources to do that, um, and I don't think that's our, our role.
1: Okay. But if somebody is arrested for public drunkenness, whatever the charge may be, and it turns out you guys find that they are here illegally, no matter what, you take them in because they're being arrested to be arrested. Right, right on a valid state charge, valid, absolutely. Valid. And then when that happens, you put in the system, it should then automatically pop up to ICE or does it not pop up to ICE? Yeah, no, sometimes? it goes up
6: to ICE, and ICE queries it, and then they come back to us and say, Sheriff, we have a valid criminal justice reason for detaining the person, an ICE detainer. Now,
1: what up. if the person's here illegally, but they don't have a detainer? Does that happen to where somebody's in illegal, but they don't maybe have a federal crime? Or, or does it pop up there they're here illegally, that person doesn't have the authority to be here?
6: Do oh, you, know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it would pop up to ICE, and then ICE would make a decision based on what they know about the federal immigration status of this person, about whether or not to issue a detainer or to interview the person to determine what their status oh, is. Oh, I,
1: I, like, like the Obama time where they said, we're only going to go after the hardened criminals. Anybody else will let them go.
6: That's an ICE decision. But, I, but I'm saying that's, yeah. what, that's what it would be. CKT. Right, it's a nice decision. Let him go.
1: go. Let him, Sheriff Napier, we're not coming. Let him go. That's and correct. That, and that would be it. Okay. I think we have a, a clear understanding of this. Can
6: I, I, uh, two more quick points. Sure. One is that um, Pima County really needs to understand we need to be at the table on these issues. Um, I personally be in Washington, D.C. on the 23rd of this month, meeting with Secretary Nielsen, maybe even the president. Okay. But we are the largest border county in the United States. Mm-hmm. Of the 31 border counties, we are the largest. And we really need to be at the table. And there's certain political forces in our community that want us to withdraw from the table. If you're not at the table, you're on the menu. I don't want us to be on the menu. I want us to kind of direct this uh, debate and kind of direct resources back to Pima County Mm -hmm. to compensate us for the fact our border is not secure and we've been shouldering the cost of that for decades. 31 years ago today, I started with the Tucson Police Department. And we were talking about border security 31 years ago. It's really not fundamentally better right now. And nothing's changed. Nothing's changed. And the last thing I would do, real quick, a personal sure. shout out to Sergeant Chris Rogers of our department. I hope he's listening. Uh, Me Sar- too. Sergeant Rogers is retiring today. He's an internationally renowned uh, bomb expert who's with our department. He'll be retiring today at 2 o'clock and going on to other things. And very proud of his service. He's brought great credibility to the Pima County Sheriff's Department in the Explosive Ordinance Disposal Area. is an internationally renowned expert in that field, and he's retiring today.
1: Thank you for your service. Congratulations. And uh, have fun sleeping in. I'm jealous. <laughs> yeah. I'm jealous. All right, uh, Sheriff Napier, thank you so much for coming in. Always I appreciate Always come in, my friend. Thank it. you. And we'll continue with uh, your calls. The lines are jammed. You can hit me up on email, Garrett at KNST.com. Tweet me at Garrett Lewis. You know how to get me. Right now, it's Fox. All right, 842. Thanks for hanging out. Three things I think you need to know. Number one, jobs numbers out. 213,000 jobs created. supposed to be 177,000 or something like that. So once again, expectations destroyed. Uh, Manufacturing jobs, 36,000. 36,000 creative. Uh, I thought they were supposed to be gone. 362,000 since Trump took office. Sounds terrible, doesn't it? Um, Just great numbers. Second thing I think you need to know, $34 in tariffs now on China. As of midnight, that's what happened. It's there. China will retaliate, but Trump—they've announced they could do another five hundred sixteen billion, so we can get some fair trade going on. How about that? Uh, third, third thing that I think you need to know, and it's—it's it's just as simple as this: is that um, the Invest for Ed has put forth uh, enough signatures to get it on the ballot to tax the hell out of the richest one percent, the richest one percent that is here. Uh, In Arizona, they want to raise somewhere around $690 million by going after the rich people who probably will then move their money somewhere else. Three things I think you need to know. 880-KNST, 880-5678. You could comment about uh, Supervisor Dick Elias. And uh, and I'm telling you, I, you know, listen, Sheriff Napier is a nice guy. He's nicer than me. He's got to be nice. Me, I'm on the radio. I'm a nice guy, but I don't have to be so nice. And I don't have to work with this guy. And by the way, you know, listen, Supervisor Dick Elias can bring his racist views on this show any freaking time. You know, it's, it's out there. I know he was listening to the last segment. They all listen. Chuck actually, I've been told Chuck actually has somebody, pay somebody in the communications department at Pima County to um, transcribe this show. We at IR Media don't pay people to transcribe this show. Matter of fact, I don't think anybody at iHeartMedia actually listens, but that's, that's besides the point. So, this stuff happens, right? Supervisor Dick Elias is a danger. He's a danger to this community. The fact that he would actually try to make or order Sheriff Napier to release bad people back to the community. And you know why he wants to do that? Because he thinks every single illegal is Hispanic. And he wants to try to stand up for Hispanics. And and that's what it comes down to. He probably thinks it's racist they're being arrested. You know, if anybody should go through the implicit bias training, it should be Dick Elias. Right? And even, you know, you know who you could add to that list? Sharon Bronson. Sharon Bronson needs to go through some implicit bias training and driver school. Can we start with driver's school? Yeah, I think we should start with driver's school. Uh, rule number one, don't drive into a wall of water. Holy crap, Setting women back 50 years. You know all the jokes about women and the way they drive and everything else? Well, you can don't blame me for that. Blame Sharon. I mean, she just proved it right there. So, whatever. Um, look, Supervisor Dick Elias, the fact that he knows exactly what ICE does, the fact that he knows exactly where they are in the jail... They don't tangle up things. He knows how the process works. And the fact that he would go out there and lie to the public about what actually happens. uh, He's a very dishonorable man. Um, And this is not the kind of person that we need. Why people vote for him, I don't know. I don't get it. Maybe they don't realize he lies. Maybe they don't listen to this show. They should. There is literally no reason why that guy should still have his job. Maybe they like his comedy routine. Oh, you mean when he says that Border Patrol agents are racist? They're going to pull him over because he's brown? He had to drive with a visa? I was just going to say yeah. that I was up there uh, in District 1 this weekend. And, and yeah, I, I, I took my passport with me yeah. just in case. <laughs> you know, just, like, never know what's going yeah, to happen. That was a there. visa, not a
5: passport.
1: Ah, there's a lot of those Border Patrol guys running around. Mm -hmm. I was careful. I'd actually like to build a wall around District 1. That's where I live. I'd like to do that. But only to keep Dick out, right? Dumb Dick Elias. He's uh, he's like the Maxine Waters of Pima County. He really is. So anyway, uh, I'm pretty much... (laughs) I'm pretty much done with that guy. It's it's just, it's so stupid and so ridiculous that we're even arguing about this. And I'm telling you, and I told Sheriff Napier this, I think the best way to win the argument, what did Sheriff Napier say? There was 115 or so uh, illegal aliens in his jail right now that have been arrested by by his guys and his ladies. And, uh, and there's detainers. These are probably some bad people that have committed bad crimes. I think you should pick out 10, 15, 20 examples and just, you know, go to the next Pima County Supervisor's meeting and say,, uh, Dick, and he won't say that, but I will. Dick, these are the people that you want released. You don't want me to hand these people off to ice. You want me to give blah 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 a way out after he is wanted for not just whatever we charged him with, but maybe rape or assault or this or that and just go down the list of how dangerous these people are. So the public knows that Dick wants those people on the streets. Why? Because he's racist. He's an open borders guy. That's that's what Dick wants. I think that's a really good way to do it. But again, that's that's just me. 849, we'll continue. I've been talking a lot and I've been getting reaction. I'll get to it. Don't worry. Uh, 880-KNST, eight eight zero five six seven eight. We still have to get to some more Trump soundbites yesterday because he was on Fuego in Montana, and he said some damn funny things. Really good things and damn funny things. So we'll get to that. Don't go anywhere. KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. All right, 854, thank you for hanging out. Your morning ritual with me, Gary Lewis, KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Um, now. I guess I just walked in. Well, no, no, no. Don't, don't, don't. don't. Uh, it's okay. I, no, no. Shh, 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 shh. We'll just leave it at that. Uh, it's going to be 105 degrees outside. It's windy. It sucks. 90 outside right now. Uh, granted, when I was driving in the 5 a.m. hour, it was, it was 90 in my car. So I'm like, what the heck is going on here? Anyway. Um well what uh, do we have the time for the, I have some funny stories too that uh that I need to get to, but we got to get to some trump stuff as well uh, however, how about this just uh this is great. I love when fake science happens. Um, this is going to Nigeria. The headline caught the attention Nigerian healer killed in bulletproof charm test. Not a smart move. apparently there was a uh from BBC. A self-styled traditional healer in Nigeria has died. One of his clients tested his bulletproof charms on him. Oh, yeah. Chinaka Aduzui, 26, killed after instructing the man to shoot him. He said he had these charms around his neck. He said, these make me bulletproof. The guy's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, they are. I don't believe you. You don't believe me? Shoot me. So he shot him and he died. Yep. Apparently, there are several reports of people being killed after testing bulletproof charms and medicines. Yeah. Um, And we want to bring these people over to our country, huh? We want that. Fantastic. Oh, yeah. All right, coming up, uh, so much more, including some great highlights of Trump in Montana on Fuego. You got to hear what he said about Pocahontas. It's so good. Don't go anywhere.
3: Waking up on the right side. This is the Sean Hannity Morning Minute. All right,
7: so the president has an incredibly successful summit with the North Korean leader, Kim Jong-un, negotiating now the denuclearization of the entire Korean Peninsula. A historic deal by the president, major step, the possibilities of peace now, so much greater than they were just six months ago. So how does the left and liberals Respond? Well, Newsbusters Points out Congresswoman Nancy Crumbs Pelosi tweeting In haste to reach an agreement At real Donald Trump elevated North Korea to the level Of the United States while preserving The regime's status quo Of course she doesn't want Trump to be Successful. Why? Because if He's successful. She will never be speaker again. From coast to coast, from sea to
3: shining sea, it's the Sean Hannity Show.
7: Hey, I recently gave my home a facelift. I did it the best, simplest way possible. Brand new custom blinds. Thanks to my friends at Blinds.com. You always get free online design consultation, free samples, and free shipping. By the way, their prices are unbeatable. Blinds.com, the number one online retailer of custom window coverings. And now through July the 6th, well, you're going to save up to 50% plus take an additional 5% off just by using the promo code Hannity. That's Blinds.com, promo code Hannity. Rules, restrictions apply. Hey, Sean Hannity here. You're tired of taking huge vitamin tablets, unlike most vitamins, which are packed with binders and fillers and non-active ingredients. Superior Source microlingual tablets feature only the most important active ingredients and are GMO-free. Now, most Superior Source microlingual tablets are smaller than a pea and they dissolve instantly in your mouth. No water necessary. Superior Source microlingual instant-dissolved tablets are available online or at Sprouts, vitamin shops, and other fine.
1: Right, 906 on this Friday last hour of the week and my voice is going to make it it's okay Garrett Lewis with you I think it is it still sounds sexy right no need to laugh anyway Garrett Lewis with you KNSDA 792 most stimulating talk to deaf people yes, so uh, yes. there you go sexy to deaf women uh, three things I think you need to know number one jobs report comes out Uh, it ticks up unemployment from 3.8. Was it was 3.8 to 3.9 to 4. So again, 4 will be the worst thing ever, according to the media. But it's it's so good. 601,000 people reentered the workforce. 213,000 jobs created. 177,000 were supposed to be created, according to the experts. Um, and 36,000 manufacturing jobs were created. 362,000 since Trump took office. That's pretty friggin' good. Second thing I think you need to know, Trump uh, sticking it to China, as of midnight, $34 billion in tariffs going against China because they have unfair trade. We know this. And by the way, there was a poll: out. Americans, like 87% back Trump's uh, tariffs on other countries to make it fair. I can get to that if you'd like. Uh, he even has another $516 in tariffs ready to go to put more pressure on China. Simple as that. Third thing, I think you need to know the... Invest for Ed, which is from Red for Ed, has put forward the amount of uh, enough signatures to get on a ballot, a tax increase, a tax just on about 20,000 Arizonans, the richest 20,000. They want to tax them somewhere in the neighborhood of $690 million to pay for education. Isn't that nice? And maybe people in Arizona will attack them for being successful. Who knows? Three things I think you need to know. That's all it is. But it's true. If they vote for it, you basically want 20,000 people to pay for everybody. Yep. And that's just not fair. Three things I think you need to know. <clears throat> now, we'll get to Trump in just a second. We're being visited. Um, if you listen to the show for a long time, and there's a great story to this, Digital Mike. Digital Mike is back. His family uh, is still here. He moves out to Chicago about a year ago, right?
8: Yeah, actually about a year ago, almost exactly. Uh,
1: he went out there for a year, about a year ago, uh, because his girlfriend was out there.
8: Yeah, and she's doing a, a graduate program at DePaul.
1: Have you, have you popped the question yet? Uh, not yet. Is there a plan to do that? Yeah, yeah. We got, Is she listening right now? Probably
8: not. Probably, no, I'll put the podcast pro- probably, up. Yeah, probably not. Uh, there's a know, plan for ca- this? Yeah, I got to get through school first. There's, a, there's yeah. a plan
1: for this. Ryan and I will talk there's, to you there's, there's,
8: for the there's a, there's a plan, but you know, it's, it's an extended time frame. So you know, no, no immediate. No quiet. immediate yeah, it's just, it's, idea. Yeah. And she's still keeping you around. Yeah, it's you know. As far as I know, you share money. What you share money. No, like a joint checking account or anything like that. We we split rent. Does that count? You're late, honey. <laughs>
1: all right, good, good, good. So you're in Chicago. You went for the chick, and it's working out all right, except for the fact that you're in Chicago. By the way, I believe Chicago, USA Today story. It was the uh, number one place had more people leaving
8: Chicago yeah. than any other city. Yeah, they talk about it all the time on on the radio there, people even. I, you know, think you been shot at yet? I mean a handful of times well, it's not but you bad. know, so it's, bad. no, it's really not as bad as it seems on the media. Okay. You know, really you just know what areas to stay away from. Okay. Don't go venturing for a a brunch place on the west side because a you won't find one and b you're gonna get robbed. Okay. Same with the south side and and they're improving certain areas like you know there are parts on the west side that are nice. There's parts on the south side that are nice, but you're surrounded by garbage. So it's like the It's
1: like the Catalina Foothills. Don't go there. You're gonna get robbed. Exactly. Anyway, um, (laughs) it's a joke. It's a joke. Don't go to Oro Valley. Don't go there without the mirror. He's gonna rob you. Don't (laughs) go there without
8: your passport. Yeah.
1: Well, that exactly, (laughs) Elias. dumb Dick. Anyway, but it's it's okay. It's alliteration, right? So Digital Mike, if you don't know, was our digital guy. And it was great. And he's witty, uh, which you generally don't see from uh, the the, the computer geeks because they're generally, you know, introverts and stuff. But you're a funny guy. So we had him on the show, and everything was working great. Then he's like, I got to leave for a girl. So he was dead to us for a while. But anyway, he's back visiting family. And he works uh, in a non-radio environment. Yes, for now. So you have to hear this story, though. This is awesome. This is corporate America. He yeah. works in an office where he's the only Trump guy. And he hasn't told anybody he's a Trump guy because they might gut him. So you're there, and there was a story about a Hispanic woman yes. with an accent mm-hmm. wanting to throw a party. Yes, yeah, so, And she is definitely not a Trumper either, right?
8: You know, who knows? She's, she's, so Trump, she she's from Texas. Okay. Uh, she lives in Texas, so she could be. I well, mean, so you don't know.
1: So she's Hispanic, and she has the accent, mm-hmm. and she wants to throw what? She wanted to
8: throw a Fiesta-themed party. Fiesta, which Fiesta is, as Ryan told me. or well, a Hispanic-themed party, a Mexican-themed Mexican-themed, themed party. Mexican-themed Mexican-themed party. Mexican-themed Fiesta. How about and sh- that? And she's Hispanic. <sighs> yes. Okay. Very appropriate. And she was told she couldn't do it. It, exactly. So when, when word got out that our, because uh, it's a, it, you know, without giving away too much information, this is a student run organization. I work with the, the grown ups in the central office. and uh, Alleged grown ups. Our outgoing student president, you know, she's Hispanic, and she, every year the outgoing president gets to choose the theme of the party. Well, she wanted to do a Mexican themed party. And when word got out at you know my office with the SJWs, they were not having that <laughs> social justice. Uh, we actually they actually called a, me- a meeting, uh, a full conference meeting, uh, <laughs> we in the con- in the conference room. We all had to gather. And was there an
1: email sent at all? Conference meeting, fifteen yeah, minutes. Yeah, yeah.
8: It was pretty. You know, it was it was dealt with uh, very urgently, and everybody uh, shared their concerns of cultural appropriation and this isn't right and. How racist this is going to be, and this is going to... We, we cannot have this and stand by it as an organization, so... Wait, so, so every year there's a themed party. For every year's outgoing student president. She's
1: Hispanic,
8: wants to throw a Mexican-themed party. So I'm assuming Mexican food? Yeah, Mexican food. Some and, hats? And just some bits of culture. Margaritas? Yeah, okay. they serve alcohol, and, so... And they,
1: she was told, you're racist if you want to throw a party from
8: your own culture. Yes. And that and then and then they and then they said, you know, and, and you're going to people are going to be incredible. wearing a f- potentially offensive costumes. And she said, "I don't mind." The Hispanic one said, "I don't mind." And they said and they spent and so, they, so this was, so they ended up calling her and they had about four people on the call with her. So it was 4 on 1 on this conference phone Were call. Any
1: of the people in the conference room talking to her or on the phone Hispanic? No. All white. All the white people telling the Hispanic on girl one. she couldn't throw a Mexican-themed party because it was racist.
8: Yeah, so then then oh, the, is, then the tears the come. So she started to cry. Oh, my god! And, uh, you know, they persisted and eventually uh, got her to change her mind and get her to do a different-themed party, she I guess. She was bullied. Yeah. She was bullied. She was bullied into...
2: Not celebrating her culture. Yeah, exactly. What a bunch of
1: anti-culturists. Yeah, oh, I have yeah. a story about that we'll get to. All um, in the name
8: of uh, not t- being <laughs> offensive. <laughs> they offended her so much she cried. Because they didn't want to be offended, <laughs> offensive.
1: <laughs> this is gold. Oh, This yeah. is flipping. And he wanted to know why people are leaving Chicago. Yeah. Here you go.
8: Well, like I told you, there's two acceptable political parties in, in Chicago. It's yes. liberal and extremely yes. liberal. If you fall into one of those two, you're fine.
1: Oh, my God. This is incredible. <laughs> so... Uh, what was the theme of the party that was chosen afterwards? Masquerade ball.
2: If I was Cajun, I'd be, burned, well, there I'd be, you go. I'd be tearing the place up. Somebody's got to be upset
1: about that.
8: Yeah, yeah I mean... Well, like, you know, well, you know you all right, be so can I...
1: Everything. What does it mean, a Star wars <laughs> theme party? Let or? me add
8: one more interesting tidbit to this whole whole thing, is that the previous year, the yeah. year before I started working there, the theme of the party was Egyptian, and they oh. were, including the people I work with, were very over the top very stereotypical in their costumes and did they walk like one i'm sure did they play the Bengals? Oh, they had to so did they wear the outfits cleopatra oh yeah 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 and that know, wasn't offensive i gotta but be
1: honest with you i'm offended as a jew yeah my people you be. that's the last <laughs> time that my people did manual labor because it was really hard to do and i can't do that anymore <laughs> Oh, I know. It was. Thinking, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Oh, I know. So they had they had people dressed as Egyptians, and that was okay. That was fine. That was. But if fine. you want some fajitas, some margaritas, chips and salsa, that, no. and a sombrero. Shame that's a hard no. no. You go,
2: Shame.
8: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Shame. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is awesome. This is so good. No, está aquí. Why can't that happen here? It would give me so much material to talk about. Why can't that happen? Dude, this is, this is
8: insane. Yeah, that <laughs> happened within about the first few months of me working there. And oh my that God. was uh, kind of what I realized what I was in for, for, you know, for however long I'm going to be working So is there
1: going to be another party soon?
8: Yeah, in February. I, you know, and I'm, I, at this point, I could still be working there. I could not. I, you know, I don't you know have what to. the You have holds. to
1: stay to know what the party's going to be. <laughs> now, who is the new president that's going to pick
8: the theme? Well, is she, it a, is it a girl? She's, yeah, she's. has uh, it got to be a girl? She's again? Middle Eastern. Raising, sexist? Oh, she's so, Middle Eastern. So who knows now? Well, she's Indian. So oh, she's I don't Indian. Know. Yeah, Indian actually. Yeah. So I don't know. If, you know, if an Indian theme party's offensive or if not. It,
1: but if it's anything but an Indian theme, well, I guess it's the opposite. I will say if it's anything but an Indian theme party, it'd be offensive because she'd appropriate other
8: people's cultures. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna petition for right. fun, just to do no theme, just to see if I can convince <laughs> them. You know, come on, guys, it's really racist to have any sort of theme. Yeah, exactly.
1: Just be yourself,
8: party. Yeah, I think I, think I could convince them.
1: A you know, transgender theme? The guys dress as the girls, the girls dress as the guys.
2: I think they'd like just, that. You should try
1: that. Oh I my think God. you should try that. Do yeah. You know, do you know why? Okay. <laughs> this is not planned. This is just because I do prep all the time. There's a story, and I hinted at it a couple days ago. Uh, campus reform. A survey was done. Cultural appropriation. Cultural appropriation fears discourage interaction. There was a survey, a new survey, done by the website T-Hunter, T-E-Hunter, right? 36% of young adults between 18 and 24, 27% of adults between 25 and 34, are allowing the fear of committing cultural appropriation to keep them from trying new things. There you go. They were afraid that if they try a taco... Beef and broccoli. I don't know. What well, a, you know, should sushi. only be
8: Mexican and eat tacos. Well, Isn't that's, that the rule?
1: Apparently so. That they're going to offend people. What happens on Cinco de Mayo in your office?
8: Uh, it's very somber. It's very respectful. <laughs>
1: what about St. Patty's Day? Nobody
8: cares about that. Oh, no. Oh, yeah, they they yeah, yeah. Let's go get drunk. Yeah, Why not? Yeah, they make fighting jokes, drinking jokes, all wearing green. And there you have it. Well, you know, because there's certain cultures that I guess are acceptable. You're to allowed to do it. Yeah, you're allowed to make. Yep. It's... I, I, I just I wish it could make it a little easier for me. You know, just maybe give me like an Excel spreadsheet. Tell me don't who I can make fun colleges of. Colleges do that.
1: They actually put those <laughs> things out there. That's true. And it's it's everybody. You can't make fun of everybody. My, yeah. Oh my God. So the survey uh, found this number shrinks among older age because we don't care any older. Only 16 percent of respondents age 35 to 44 admit they avoid cultural things for fear of being offensive. So literally, people are afraid to try other things because they think it's going to offend people of that culture. <laughs> you know, this offends me as a smart person because these people are dumb, and the dumb people are offending me. This is, what a great story. And the dumb people are making more yeah. money than you.
2: What's with that? How do yeah, we know yeah, that? It's, it's given. Oh, okay.
8: Yeah. okay. I'm, sure, I'm sure that's probably how all of Chicago feels. You think it's bad here. Let me tell you. I showed you the gun share. Yeah, uh, you did.
1: You sent me stories.
8: Yeah. Unbelievable. Is the talk radio just awful there because it's so wussified oh, too? It, it is. You know, I found once. I'm not going to say any of that. I'm not going to plug any of the stations no. I listen to. But uh, one is, is okay, but you can tell they're trying so hard to be funny. And then all the, the big name ones, they they play it so safe. It's. I mean, I, I usually listen to it to fall asleep. You know, <laughs> but it works out good because I get to listen to you guys from eight to uh, lunch. So my day is kind of divided in two parts. You know, I have before lunch, which is uh You listen K-S2 to S-T, us, yeah, yeah. I'm on an Radio. my app. first yeah. half of the shift. And then the last, you know, about four hours of work is just whatever. You know. <laughs> it's the end of the day, it's half the second half. So, you know, KNST definitely helps my day go by. Listen, I appreciate you so much for listening. You, Digital Mike. And you, like I, I, I am nothing without
1: you listening. At the same time, do you understand what a gift I am to Southern
8: Arizona? I don't think Southern. Uh, I don't think, I don't think Southern Arizona understands. I mean, do you get it? I gift. Mean, like Tucson has a talk show host,
1: me. Then I mean, listen. I tell my wife, like I don't want. You need a big ego. I get it. You have to have. You have to be confident. You have to have a little swagger. But I'm really freaking good at my job, and. Yeah. And, you know, and you go to Chicago, the number three market in the country. You would think. And it's freaking awful. Let me tell you, New York sucks just as
8: much. Honestly, I thought... LA, eh. I, I thought once I moved, I was like, yeah, I'll probably listen. I'm sure I'll probably listen to Kansas for a couple of weeks just for nostalgia because yeah. I miss Tucson, <laughs> but... No, I mean, like, it's I listen to because the, the, radio, the talk radio out there is so... Let me tell you, there's a ugh. lot of talk
1: radio that sucks. Like, again, I'm not trying... I, I, I joke around that I'm your gift, but I really... Again, I'm not, I really appreciate you. Hey, open your mouth for me. I hate you. Don't, don't look this gift horse in the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Such an idiot. <laughs> but it's really bad out there. Like, yeah. It's really, like, people ask me, you don't listen to talk radio? It's so I'm plain. Not. No, because everybody else sucks. It's so plain. It's really bad. It, and it's not like I go over the line where I'm... Um, ultimate shock jock but no. you just whatever it's it's really bad and that's why i sit back and we joke around that nobody from the company actually listens <laughs>
8: but they don't i, I don't think a sing- and that's okay and i worked i don't i think i was one of the only one of the only few who listened
1: yeah and i'm talking like not just here but like the entire company
8: <laughs> <laughs>
1: anyway dude what a great story mike
8: yeah that's freaking that's a digital
1: mic coming we through we had in the more clutch. time i
8: Oh, i could probably your whole four-hour show
1: i bet you could yeah maybe we'll do it we have we've we, we <laughs> got to play some trump highlights because it's funny it's really funny we can make fun of supervisor uh dumb dick Elias even more for again literally lying to people about what ice does to try to make them seem to be the enemy again i guess dumb dick alias is the leader of fake news here in pima county all that guy he and sharon bronson the driver I mean, literally pushing out fake news, and it's disgraceful, and it's bad for the community. And I'm the only one that will actually call them out on that. You're not going to see high-pants press release Bud Foster out there asking him why you're lying about this. So, you know, they're probably, uh, you know, buddies, whatever. 923, we're going to continue. Digital Mike's here for the whole hour because he's away from his girlfriend. He's realizing uh, it's fun to get away sometimes wait till you have kids man wait till you have the kids <laughs> enjoy and the freedom enjoy the freedom we'll continue KNST 792 sounds most stimulating talk all right 927 it's all good Garrett Lewis with you um it's going to be really hot today but you're going to hear that every day. Do I have to even say that anymore? Yeah. It's not going to be cold anytime soon. 92 out now. 105 with a high. I got to put some videos up. If I, I will do that of Trump. Uh, all Trump. I mean, all over. And we're going to play highlights. Uh, all over. Maxine Waters. Uh, Pocahontas. You name it. That kind of stuff. Uh, as a matter of fact, let's uh, let's play some sound bites after that great story from Digital Mike.
3: Pocahontas. Pocahontas,
1: baby. <laughs> I love it. So uh, let's start with number two. This was Trump is in Montana. He is in his element. Everyone says it, but it's so true. He's in his element when he's in front of those crowds. He loves it. It's fantastic. Um, if you hate him, you hate him. But if you love him, I mean, he's the li- he's like the most likable guy there is. Oh, yeah. And and again, how can you argue the success that's that's been taking place? So here he is, uh, wondering what the media who the media is going to cover, and he brings up poke on. Is here we go.
3: They're going to cover Pocahontas, (laughs) who was, think of it, think of it, she of the great tribal heritage, what tribe is it, Uh, (laughs) let me think about that one, (laughs) meantime she's based her life on being a minority, Pocahontas, they always want me to apologize for saying it, and I hereby, oh no, I want to apologize, I'll use tonight. Pocahontas, I apologize to you. I apologize. To you, I apologize. To the, to the fake Pocahontas, I won't apologize.
1: I love it. I love it. And he continued in, in a fashion that only Trump can do. Let's play the next one, number three. Here we go.
3: Let's say I'm debating Pocahontas, right?
1: I love it. i pay for I that. I promise
3: you I'll do this. I will take, you know those little kits they sell on television for $2. <laughs> Learn your heritage. Guy says, I was born in Scotland. It turns out he was born in Puerto Rico, and that's okay. It's good. So funny. You know. Guy says, I was born in Germany. Well, he wasn't born in Germany. He was born someplace else. I'm gonna get one of those little kids. And in the middle of the debate, when she proclaims that she's of Indian heritage, because her mother said she has high cheekbones.
1: Mm-hmm. It's true.
3: That's her only evidence, that her mother said she had high cheekbones. We will take that little kit and say, but we have to do it gently. Because we're in the Me Too generation, so we have to be very gentle. Mm -hmm. And we will very gently take that kit and we will slowly toss it, hoping it doesn't hit her and injure her arm. Even though it only weighs probably two ounces. (laughs) And we will say, I will give you a million dollars to your favorite charity, I love paid it. for by Trump, if you take the test and it shows you're an Indian. you know. I love it. I love it. And let's see what she does, right? I have a feeling she will say no, but we'll hold that for the debates. Do me a favor. Keep it within this room because <laughs> I don't want to give away any secrets. And the press is very honorable. They won't. Please don't tell her what I just said.
1: I love it. It's so good. It's so good. Oh, my goodness gracious. Um, Let's continue some comedy real quick. Maxine Waters next up. Number five. Maxine Waters, here we go.
3: A vote for John Tester is a vote for Chuck Schumer, Nancy Pelosi. Oh, yeah. And the new leader of the Democrat Party, Maxine Waters.
1: Love it. Brandinger. Party of Crazies. Where have they gone? And there you have it. All right, let's play the next one. That was four. Here's five. Uh, he continued with Maxine Waters. This is great. I
3: said it the other day. Yes, she is a low IQ individual, Maxine Waters. <laughs> I said it the other day. I, I mean, honestly, she's somewhere in the mid 60s, I believe. that Oh, boy. He will be impeached. I will impeach him. Even the Democrats are saying, How are you saying that? They don't want to use that word because it gets the Republicans out to vote. They say, Stay away from that word.
1: So good. Mid 60s. So good. Um, So, uh, you know, Trump was going to say something that offended people, right? Right? Uh, What Trump said about NATO. I got that for you. We'll do it. We'll come back. We'll do this one. We'll do do a whole bunch more. Uh, There are some more highlights. What he said about NATO is so good. And, of course, someone this morning is already offended by that. Uh, And also, I retweeted, Follow me if you follow me on Twitter, at Garrett Lewis, you should. Uh, I retweeted uh, a Nancy Pelosi tweet. She tweeted out that the June jobs report, real quick, shows what is at stake from the brewing storm of rising health costs. You voted for it. Obamacare. Spiraling trade uncertainty. An economy being hollowed out to enrich big corporations. There were 213,000 jobs added what are you kidding me the democratic party put out a statement called the president uh, president trump's jobs agenda is reckless all he's doing is creating jobs 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 and the democrats are calling this job creation and a great economy reckless holy clueless backman. we have more coming up don't go anywhere here's fox yes 943 things i think you need to know and I look forward to the week, and then I get to you know 20 minutes left in the show, and I'm like, I can go on for the two hours. You got somebody else coming in for me? Exactly. <laughs> uh, first thing I think you need to know, jobs report was fantastic. Um, we now have a record number of people employed, 155,576,000. 213,000 jobs added. Democrats' response to this, they called it reckless. Maybe somebody should tell them the definition of the word reckless which is like Obamacare. Anyway, second thing, I think you need to know uh, Trump hit China with $34 billion in tariffs. You'll be told by the media the world is going to end. It's not. China is scared. We control this. They need our money. Our money. They do a lot of unfair trade. They steal our, our products. They, they steal it. Anyway, uh, could be $516 billion more coming that way. Third thing I think you need to know, um, Arizona, remember Red for Ed? Now it's Invest for Ed. That's what it was all about. The union, this group, they put forth enough signatures to get it on the ballot to tax the richest 20,000 Arizonans enough to collect or $690 million. That's what they want to pay for education. Sounds a bit unfair to me. Yeah, That's going to get people to like teachers, right? Okay. Sounds like the teachers of the new Occupy movement. Three things I think you need to know. And I don't want to not like teachers. I love teachers. Where the kids, go. I know you don't get paid. Yeah. No? Yeah. I know you want to get paid more. I get it. It's not the right way. It's not the right way. So, uh, let's continue. Trump on fire. On fire. In Montana yesterday. Talked about NATO. He's going to meet with NATO Monday. He's going to make a Supreme Court uh, pick. And then he's going to fly to tell NATO... Pay up, baby, pay up. Listen.
3: We appoint and go away and I'll see lots of people. I'll see NATO and I'm going to tell NATO, you got to start paying your bills. The United States is not going to take care of everything. We're paying for anywhere from 70 to 90 percent to protect Europe. And that's fine. Of course, they kill us on trade. They kill us on other things. They make it impossible to do business in Europe, yet they come in and they sell their Mercedes and their BMWs to us. So we have $151 billion in trade deficits with the EU. And on top of that, they kill us with NATO. They kill us. So we pay 4% of a huge GDP, which got a lot bigger since I became your president.
1: (laughs) And the chairman stopped it for time. And then he goes after Germany. And I knew people were going to take offense to this because they're wimps, and they don't get it still. Listen to this.
3: And Germany, Germany, which is the biggest country of the EU, European Union, Germany pays 1%. 1%. And I said, you know, Angela, I can't guarantee it, but we're protecting you, and it means a lot more to you. Then protecting us because I don't know how much protection we get by protecting you. And then they go out and they make a gas deal, oil and gas from Russia, where they pay billions and billions of dollars yep. to Russia. OK, so they want to protect against Russia, yet they pay billions of dollars to Russia. And we're the schmucks that are paying for the whole thing.
1: President of the United States. I love it. I love it. Because that's what we, that's how we talk. I don't talk like that. Get get over yourself. That's what you feel like. That's what you feel like. That's what I feel like. And you heard it Germany wants us to pay to protect them from Russia. And then they pay Russia billions of dollars to get oil and gas. And then we got to pick up the cost for them to be protected. I mean, what? Why are you paying Russia? You should be paying us. So, of course, I have it over here. Ruth Marcus, this morning, on Andrea Mitchell's show on MSNBC, was offended. You ready? Am I up over there? Listen.
4: And, you know, Gene, it's not, and Andrea, it's not just the atmospherics of the speech and the offensive language. It's the substance. Yeah. Talking the way he talked about us and NATO, for example. That Am I allowed to say this on MSNBC? Go ahead. That we're just a bunch of schmucks. Um, helping, helping keep the NATO alliance together and being treated Which is that actually way. a really, really, um,
3: a really
5: offensive, word. offensive
4: Yiddish word. Yeah, it's- Indeed. Yeah. Unpre- it's unpresidential, one might say. Well. Um, but we're not schmucks to support NATO. We are the leader of uh, an, a post-war alliance that has kept the world stable for yeah. seven decades.
1: They still don't get it. <clears throat> so let me get this straight. It's unpresidential for him to say the word schmucks. But it's very presidential to have Americans pay for everybody else to be protected. And these other countries have the money, choose to not pay us. And it's presidential to let that happen. And not demand that Americans not foot the bill for everybody else. See, maybe on MSNBC, maybe in the Washington bubble, they think that's true. But in most of America, they disagree, and they agree with Trump. Why am I paying for somebody else? They have the ability to pay. Why are they not paying? Makes no sense. You would think it's crazy to go to a restaurant, pay for dinner. Somebody sitting next to you, they roll up in a nice car, nice clothes, Louis Vuitton bag eat a nice meal, and say, can you pick that up for me? What are you, crazy? You have the money to pay for that? It's the same thing. All of a sudden, schmuck is the most offensive Yiddish word. Really? Oh, I know. I, the, okay, The Ryan has the definition. A foolish or contemptible person. Do you know where it comes from? New York? Uh, schmuck, no, it's German. Der Schmuck, Der, D-E-R the, I took German, is a jeweler. It's a jeweler. Okay. So that's why the statement, you kick him in the family jewels.
2: <laughs> I don't get it. But in
1: Yiddish, which is slang, yeah. it means the parts down there. Family jewels, a jeweler, slang, get it now? Okay. So there you go. No, it's not the most, um, it's not the most offensive term. And the fact that they claim that, again, proves how clueless they are. Offensive. Really? Offensive. Again, we're sick and tired of paying for everything. Everything. It's offensive. Again, what he said, they don't even go with the substance, that all of a sudden, Russia, we we, we pay to protect them from Russia, and they pay Russia a lot of money for oil and gas say okay that's why they're clueless 880 KNST eight eight let's do one more real quick apparently speaking of offensive right um he brought up McCain without bringing up McCain again you gotta love it number seven Ryan number seven uh he talked about Obamacare listen to this and and I want you to listen closely because you'll hear somebody yell something here we go
3: John Tester voted no on repealing Obamacare and even though we got a, a little surprise vote that evening, you all remember that evening somebody came in with a thumbs down after campaigning for years that he was going to repeal and replace, but that's okay because did you hear we, that? for the so, most part, so,
1: so, did you hear that? Somebody yelled out, go back, right? Yeah, sure. Somebody yelled out, loser. Because they know that he's talking on McCain. We all know. And Meghan McCain will be offended and she'll tweet that she's offended and he keeps talking about my dad. Your dad does nothing but rip him a new one. So shut up, honey, okay? Deal with it. Your dad is a liar. He's lied to us for years. And uh, he might have some people that like him that drink the Kool-Aid, but there are many, many, many more that don't, which is why his uh, his nephew, Jeff Flake, has quit ahead of time. Did you hear it one more time?
3: ...campaigning for years that he was going to repeal and replace, but that's okay because mm-hmm. we, for the most part have already
1: done it. And what's funny is that he doesn't say anything offensive. He says exactly what John McCain did. He came out, Jesus, this gentleman thumbs down, which is exactly what McCain did. And he said and this gentleman lied because for years he said he would repeal Obamacare. We have the audio of the ads John McCain ran where he said he would repeal and replace Obamacare. So he's saying nothing wrong, nothing offensive. Yet Meghan McCain's uh, annoying voice and annoying whatever says that she's offended by that. We don't care. And that's a cop-out. That's like saying if somebody says something, you're offended because it's racist and it's not racist. We don't care. We're done. 950, we have a one more really good one that we're definitely going to play. It's so good. It is so good. <laughs> President of the United States. States, I absolutely love it. We'll continue. Morning ritual. Garrett Lewis, KNST AM seven ninety Tucson's most stimulating talk.